now I know what you've been talking about. You're doing this show from out of town. Yeah. It takes all the stress out of it. Is that it? You're not around all the stuff. Well, I hear that echo, man, big time. Sounds like we got, uh, oh, that's ridiculous. Maybe I spoke too soon. Just Hello, ridiculous. Neil? What, what, what is that? You can't uh, hear that? This is getting very stressful. Is oh, Neil there? Brother. You can't hear me at all? Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah, I hear you, but you can't Hello, hear me. One. And all oh, okay. here's this ridiculous reverb. Well, apparently, and we got uh, the board all diddle around. Oh, yeah. So we can't make the link from Tulsa to Toronto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Hello, world. It's QAM again, and I'm oh, hearing this big, loud reverb. Anyway, we tried. Neil Rogers coming up, folks. I'm sure he'll have something meaningful to say. As, uh, uh, hello? Hello. Oh, Hello. Hello. Going once, talking. going twice. You don't hear me now? We're out of here. Neil Rogers coming up. Thanks to everybody for today. We will see you again on Monday. Tomorrow, the Dolphin Digest guys will be in to do the show, and they'll be talking draft, of course. And don't forget our draft show at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. QAM time right now is 10 a.m. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect Does anybody those hear of the me, or are we not on here? There's that echo back again. Oh, I'm, I'm going back to bed. I don't, I'm not putting up with this. You people are insane. You're out of your mind. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. I hear the voices. I listen to all voices. Hey, old buddy. Jesus here. Have you killed all the homos yet? We need their soul. Right, Pop? There won't be anyone left when you get back anyway, son. Don't worry, George. I made you the decider. I'm the decider. Iraq was a good decision. Don Rumsfeld is doing a fine job. And I like the idea of blowing up Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a city of sin anyway. Funny how everyone who goes there says that. Hey, Pop, where's the Virgin Mary? Looking for a sandwich. Somewhere in France. She makes great sandwiches. That's because she uses real helmet mayonnaise, not the diet. I hear voices, voices, voices. Sam, is that you? They know me as you can, Sam, but I choose to look like a dog today. My only begotten son. I'm the decider. Laura sure looks sexy when she dresses like an old Russian woman. I listen all the Oh, brother, we're hearing voices, all right. Echoes. Yeah, uh, twice reverb. or three times. Huh? All over the place. Well, what was that all about? <laughs> you asking me? We still don't know. Every day we set new lows in broadcast history. Now you understand what I mean. Now, was I actually going out on the ear when I was going on? Or what was the deal? Because Hank obviously couldn't hear me. Right. And I'm hearing this real loud reverb. I mean, it was like mm -hmm. just... What, what was that? Uh, we don't know. Probably somebody in the uh, control room potching around again. Probably Lenny Martez. I think you are. Our uh, settings were set the way they're always our set. Our settings and, were set. Uh, right, and, uh, yeah. and you heard the results. And I was here, and uh, the humper, I guess, thought I shined him or something. I don't know what he was thinking. Oh, I think but he knows did. exactly what happens when things like that happen. Right <laughs> How would he know that? Because, he's, it's the, because he works here. Don't tell me it's the QAM effing way. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, did you just hear Good. that part? God. I beg your pardon? Good. Well, let's see. Here's one for our today's poll. Somebody just faxed him. We'll, we'll get to that. Just relax, okay, Mr. Unsigned uh, Suggester. Wow. 
That was the epitome of what's going on here, man. That, that, and, of course, we got the big uh, winter rating book coming out Tuesday morning at 1130. That should be really Ow! special. <laughs> Geldy again today, 2 to 4. If you didn't get enough of Geldy yesterday, you got more today, 2 to 4. Oh, God. Mad Dog at the Sofa Kings between 4 and 7. That hurricane hotline at 7. Nobody listens to that. Curtis, 8 to 10. Eddie K at 10 o'clock tonight. No ball game. Marlins won a game last night. That's it for your Florida Marlins. 7 to 5 right there in Chicago at Wiggly Piggly Field. And the good news is the game went on, Clarence tells me, till 6. So instead of like five hours ago, we only had four. That, that was, uh, that thing we just had there, that, that's the epitome of what's going on uh-huh. under this new regime. We always had our problems before, but now it's just. No, it's, it's the just, same. No, it, it, it's, it's the same times about three, I would say. It's worse. Much worse. Because at least in the past, they didn't pretend that they knew what they were doing. They just, they just uh, you know, showed up with a bad haircut in the Brooks Brothers suit. But this guy walks around, hey, Pally. In fact, he reminds me, speaking of that, the uh, Hiya, Pally. Hiya, Pally. The old glad hand and the pat on the back. Always be very wary when that pat on the back gets a little bit low. Rectum. You know I'm saying? Be nervous about that. Be very, be afraid. Well, speaking of being afraid, thank you again, Mr. President, for your low gas prices. <laughs> well, he's going to do something about it now. Will you yeah. just relax? ExxonMobil, the world's largest publicly traded oil company today, reports quarterly profit has surged, driven by rising oil prices. And, of course, that lays bare the, this whole lie about, well, it's because of the emission standards and the refining of... Uh, by, yeah, right. Net income in the first quarter for ExxonMobil was $8.4 billion. That was their net income the first yeah, quarter. I think I'm feeling nauseous again. Revenue jumped to 88.98 billion from 82.05 billion last year. They're up six billion dollars, and you people are paying through the nose in the old hose tube, whatever you call it there at the uh, at the pump. You're getting pumped. Crude oil prices have risen steadily from about 20 bucks a barrel in 2002 to over 75 bucks last week. And Bandar Bush is rubbing his hind legs together. He's so happy. But the fat profits have angered U.S. drivers grappling with rising gas prices and provoked sharp criticism of big oil from lawmakers and consumer advocates. And one of these days, they're going to get around to doing something about it. They're going to just grab the tiger by the tail and swing it. So if I were you, I'd boycott ExxonMobil. <laughs> that guy the other day. What a jerk. What an idiot yeah, with that chain email. Yeah, boycott. Don't drive, okay? Get out your bicycle. Get out your uh, little moped. Although the moped needs gas, too, but nevertheless. That's right. What doesn't run on gas? How about that we talked yesterday about maybe the, the kids with those, what do they call them, Josh? The scooters? No, no the no. Heelys. The Heelys. shoes with the wheels. Oh, right. yeah, the yeah. shoes with the wheels. Get, it? get you a pair of Heelys and just zip your way right off to school and to work and wherever. I'm going to get a and golf cart. Zip yourself right to downtown Miami because I understand that's the cultural center. That's the <laughs> yeah. epitome of the universe. Yeah, George got a chance to see that fax this morning from, <laughs> from yesterday and just had a good belly laugh. In fact, that inspired me for tomorrow's poll. About downtown Miami, because I'm sure that most of you right now are on your way to downtown Miami, do your shopping and dropping, a little yeah. bit of plopping. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get back to town so I can check out all the new paradise in downtown Miami, all the buildings and the big shopping mall. And, oh, my God. See all the new homeless people down there? It's going to be a real tweet. Here's yesterday's poll. See, this is what got uh, Mitch from South Beach angry. That's what inspired him, because I'm giving out bad information, and my numbers are in the tank, and I'm going down the... Cube! Although, it's possible, because, you know, when you're on the Titanic, you may have been a real good swimmer, but that didn't help you too much. Because once it hit rock bottom, rock bottom, that was the end of that. But Tuesday morning, we'll find out. 
and we'll find out if everybody's really going across over there. To, uh, this, not that it has anything to do with our audience, because we don't do a sports show. So, the fact that these people are obsessed, have like a a, a nervous crap about uh, 790 every day, uh, we don't really care about them that much. Because I'm still confident they're not going to be doing. They'll never crack a two there in midday and men. No chance. But we'll see Tuesday morning if they're doing it. That's what Jimmy Syphilis is telling people and Joe Rose and all the other people that work over there. What best describes most of the South Florida residents? We had 1,607 vote. Brain dead. That was my vote, and it wins hands down your pants. 370. Brain dead. Now, it's too bad we didn't have two other categories because I couldn't spell. Couldn't spell that one. And also, bubloop, bubloop, bubloop. Yeah, we couldn't spell that one either. Bubloop. A-holes, 247. What I tell you, Josh? Yeah, you're right. Late addition. Somebody called in with that one, and the a-hole went all the way up to second place. I would have voted for that. 247. So many a-holes and so little time in South Florida. Most of them on the highway, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. Look to your right and look to your left. You'll probably see uh, several a-holes. Illegals, 179, and they're all scurrying away from those construction sites like crazy, like yeah, cockroaches now. Good, don't come back. They don't want to get rounded up at the not-so-okay corral. Let's keep starting that rumor every day. Yeah, oh, by the way, they're coming after you today. It's a raid. Right. In fact, they're bringing a big exercise uh, can of that. That's what they're doing. They're going after illegals with big cans of raid. Average, 169. Boy, that, that's... That is the highest compliment you could play South Florida, average, 169. If South Florida is average, then that tells you a hell of a lot about what's wrong with the U.S., eh? Rude, 101. Rude, obnoxiously rude. Yeah. Oh, we got, we got obnoxious separate. Rude, 101. Insane, 97. Now, I guess that covers for... And uh, put them together, and that's what you got, insane. Fine Americans, 82. Good, fine, upstanding Americans, just like everybody else. Just like the people in um, Massachusetts and Wisconsin. That's fine. Rejects, 80. I'll kick your ass. Okay. Ostrich is... <laughs> he's, he's too good to be true. Ostrich is 65. Loser is 63. Hostile, 62. We hate you. <laughs> Obnoxious, uh, 42. Nasty, 25. Schmidt, 16. I was reluctant to put that on there because that's about as low as you can go to call people Schmidt. But 16 people said they agree with it. And anal, I mean, anal, 9. We agreed you can't say anal. So anal, 9. Can you okay. say anal? I have an analog watch. There you go. I got an analog watch, too, as a matter of fact. Anyway, so that's uh, yesterday's poll. Well, look at this. Speaking of polls, people picks its most beautiful people. Yeah, that guess, who be top, good. guess who topped the uh, list of the top hundred? I'll give you, I'll give you a audio clue, okay? If it ever gets around. Oh, that's for the female, Angelina. Yeah. Rumors say that Angelina's baby is a boy. Uh, she is not the most beautiful woman in the world, but nevertheless, uh, no. Scarlett Johansson is. I didn't get around to the rest of this. She's got that pregnant glow, but well, let me give you today's poll first before we <laughs> Yeah, pregnant glow. But then again, so did uh, Katie Holmes for a while. You should have warned me before We're you We're still that. trying to figure out who the father is. Oh, there's Susan uh, Collins. She talks like, uh, like a weak eye. Critical assets. Susan Collins, the senator from Maine, and not quite so a malignant Republican, who talks a little like Drew Lieberman. It looks a little like him, too, as a matter of fact. Just different, different wig. I think that's Drew Lieberman with a wig, isn't it? She certainly has. Discussing the report on the response to Hurricane Katrina, and her response is it wasn't good. 
Yeah, Here's the poll today. South Florida's best play-by-play sportscaster of all time is we got 480 votes, and we'll be hard-pressed to make that 1,000 a day during the show. We made 1,000 even on a short show yesterday. Easy, George. Even without you here. Oh, damn it. George was pipping his guts out yesterday, and the good news is I got up this morning and thought for sure I'd be handing the ball over to George because my throat was a little on the... Eh, I'm just getting over the ass end of the flu. But then all of a sudden, after I did all the appropriate things and right. you know, sacrificed the chicken, sacrificed the chicken and put my mezuzah on the door frame, all of a sudden there things cleared up just fine. Rick Weaver, he got my vote. Mr. Weaver, don't make mistakes. He was good. He wasn't uh, maybe the nicest guy that ever came down the pike. He spun him right out of his he was trap. As nice as I could have asked anyone to be to me. I wonder where he is now. And he is in, on Queer Street right now. Oh. Rick Weaver, 85, 86. He was the signature voice of the Dolphins and mm-hmm. just sports. And he was a real pro. And, of course, nobody cares whether you're, I mean, only a bunch of idiots. Well, we, we worked with him in IOD, so we got to know him a little bit. The, you know, the interesting part of it is during the time that he worked at IOD, I never really had that much dealings with him. You know, I knew that he, Bill Calder used to tell me how bad Rick smelled, although I never, I never yeah. smelled from him. He didn't smell like the never pro, noticed. I'll tell you that. I sat right next to him many times and never smelled. Never smelled. Well, yeah. maybe he cleared that problem up. Maybe he did. But when he, you know, after he left, one day he came back. He had moved over to, this is after his wife died, and mm-hmm. he moved to Mississippi. Right. And one day, uh, I think it was on a weekend, and I was in there, like, dubbing stuff and doing some work for the show, which, what an idiot I was back in those days. And he came in. He was coming in to pick up some stuff or whatever. And, man, he was like my long-lost best friend. Although mm-hmm. I, I did tell you about the the Calders and uh, Rick Weaver and his wife, and I, we had the dinner one time. And, boy, I'll tell you, talk about self-absorbed. That's all he talked about was Rick Weaver the whole time. Yeah. I did this and I did. You don't mess with Mr. Weaver. But he was, he was a great talent, though. He really was. Misunderstood. He's dead now. Yeah, yeah, Rick Weaver, 86. It happens to the best of us. He's dead. I hate this poll, 78. I hate sports, 70. See, there's that good South Florida. <laughs> hate. Although in downtown Miami, there's no hate. There's just love everywhere. Love is in the air. Oh, guess who I saw in biography the other night? Andrew Cunanan. Really? How's he doing? Yeah. He's still dead. I, I think that wasn't him, that body that they took out of that houseboat. I think it was somebody else. Andrew Cunanan. And I looked at that houseboat, and I keep thinking mm-hmm. all the times we've all driven by that thing. I wonder if it's still right. there. No, no. Remember, it they, sank. Oh, it did? It stank. What I heard, yeah. It's it's it was rotting yeah. in it. This is the pillow. The, the funniest part of it is that they surrounded the thing, and they fired all the, you know, the gas pellets. <laughs> and meanwhile, he'd been dead for hours, you know. The, the, that, uh, well, you can't uh, be too sure, you know. That Latino housekeeper who was, like, auctioning off the pillows and the uh, whatever. Uh, that the pillow with the blood. Yeah. Uh, he uh, had heard the gunshot because I guess Kunana uh, figured his time was up when he heard the mm-hmm. guy come to the door. And he blew his brains out. And they're, like, all gathered around, you know. And, and he's inside dead. And then, remember, it, they didn't even show this. It's too embarrassing. On the biography show, they didn't show that the first time they came out and said there was nobody in there. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And that's because the... The uh, smoke that they poured inside, the, the, uh, whatever they call those things, uh, w- was so great it created they couldn't see anything. Then they went back in a second time, and they were, oh, there he was in bed, lied with his head blowed off. Rick Weaver, 87, I hate this pool, 81, I hate sports, 70. Joe Angel, 47, boy, did he get screwed over by the Marlins or what? He was good. I like Joe. Good guy, good talent, and they screwed him. Bad. Actually, Dave O'Brien screwed him, and then Dave Vamoost. Am I right, Josh? Uh, okay. Yeah. Don't. Yes. Sonny Hirsch, 41. Rest in peace. Look at all the dead people on here. Bill Zimfer, 39. Dave O'Brien, 28. Screw you, Dave. Idiot. Talk about an ego. Mo Howard David at 25. Now, there's a guy with no ego. Boog Shambi, 20. 
Eric Reed, 13, who talks through his teeth. Joe Zagaki, 11. That's quite a commentary. Geldy's got 11. Oh, holy cow. Whoa, Nelly. Len Casper, 7. Jeff Rimmer, 6. Mark Vandermeer, 5. Dave Halberstam, 5. Although he does send some nasty homentage in every forum. Jugs McDonald, 4. Chris Moron, 3. Dave Van Horn's only got 3. He is boring. Jimmy Syphilis, 3. Dave Strader and Rich Waltz. Dave Strader's the TV voice of your Florida Panthers. He's got none. And Rich Waltz has got none. And deservedly so. He's brutal. So that's uh, that. Marlins won last night, yesterday, whenever the hell it was. They won't lose today. And I do believe they come home for a, uh, is it Colorado? The, uh, who are they coming home against tomorrow? I'm not sure. Oh, come on. You know, just because you're not on their payroll anymore, don't just jump off the bandwagon because they're going to lose over 100 games this season. That's bad. I got it here somewhere. They keep refaxing the schedule so many times. Uh, like I said, they're home against the Colorado Rockies. Well, maybe they can win two or three. How about I that? I doubt it. Me too. Ten fourteen. Don't set your sights too high. Then you'll only be disappointed. Don't forget this. Set- <laughs> he hit it. Oh, my baby did it. He did it. He did it. Oh. Absolutely. Just two young Duke boys. Never meaning no harm. Accused of beating a stripper, got in trouble with the law. Now they wish they weren't born. Watching her curves, high in her hills. Who'll prove they're innocent now? Well, their lawyers probably will. Making their way to the courtroom now. They had a little more fun than the campus allows. Just two young Duke boys. Kick your ass. From the Duke lacrosse team. Picture got out of hand. Now all over the land they got their face on TV. So somebody faxed in before the show and says, also add WIOD's Mike Inglis to the poll. Who does the heat games on the radio, I guess. Have you ever heard him, Josh? No. Since I've seen him at the games, he looks like a schlub. But when you hear him on the radio, he's as good as it gets. Kind of like me. He looks like a schlub, but he's as good as it gets on the radio. That's me. So Mike Inglis, I-N-G-L-I-S. I wonder if he's speaking English. You think? Probably. I think it might be pronounced Ingles, but what do I know? Well, it says here I-N-G-L-I-S. Okay. Then it's English. Oh, now, maybe it's L. I don't know. It's hard. No, no, it's not that clear. Is well, I already I- put it on there, so let's go with it. It's English. It's English? See. Si. I thought it was Spanish. Well, at any rate, so this most beautiful, and, you know, the only reason I even bother with this every year is because, first of all, it's all subjective, but secondly, they always pick a lot of really marginal people. And there are a lot of people out there who say, well, what would you know about beautiful women? Trust me, I know a beautiful woman when I see one, and can be even more objective about it, but nevertheless. So who's the first guy? I'm looking on their website, People Magazine, and they don't have the list per se. They want you to go out and buy the magazine. It hits the newsstands tomorrow, by the way. I'm sure you'll be out there grabbing it, and the magazine, too. So who's the first guy on here? Isaiah Washington. Do you know who that is? No. Sounds like a jock. He plays a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. And there's a picture of this uh, dark-complected guy. Now, don't get me wrong. There's uh, plenty of fine-looking dark-complected guys, like Malcolm, for example, Shamar Moore. Uh, but the more I see this guy, the more ugly he looks. He is nasty-looking. Now, of course, Josh says that he would prefer it would have been a white guy. but That's what he says. You should have heard what he said yesterday. I'm still trying to get over that. I still I don't even want to go there. I'm sure he doesn't either. I'm sure he got 
I stand Buggy by it. that. Huh? I stand by it, man. He said he was glad the uh, MVP. What the guy? What's the guy? Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Steve Nash going to be the MVP. We had the uh, big uh, scoop on that in the NBA, and Josh said he was glad to see a white guy get it. It's awesome. Well, that's because there's only seven white guys in the whole exactly. league. Exactly. you got to love that. Mike in Melbourne says, just got a new car that came with three months free of XM radio. It's okay, but the AM reception on the thing sucks. Could be a conspiracy. They have a Major League Baseball broadcast, and the promo for the deal, they play Dave Van Horn. I noticed you didn't put yourself on the poll, but at one time you did the Canes baseball games. No, I'm not into this uh, patting myself on the back, self-flagellation or self-congratulate. No, I, that's not my bag, okay? Obviously, I did a great job on the U.M. baseball, and I'm an outstanding. I, I would do hockey a thousand times better than some of these pretenders, but that's uh, not the direction I went in because all the illiterate ex-jocks were getting the jobs. And so I decided, well, I'm going to do like a little something else and maybe make a few bucks someday. And look how it turned out. Looky, looky here. As Mike Winery used to say, looky, looky, here comes Cookie. And I still don't know what that means, but it was cute. Remember when he used to say that? Yeah, I do. They got package deals. I miss Mike Winery. He's a good guy. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. Eva Longoria's on here. Very. You'd like this picture, man. Yeah. No, not, I, I like no, not naked or anything, but she's just lying yeah. in a very seductive pose, and she looks really right. smoking. She man. looks she good looks from any really angle. Good. Yeah, she looks... Oh! Oh, no. I had some bacon this morning. It's starting to, like, come back a little bit. The next guy here I'm looking through, I'm, you have to click these one at a time, you know, click the next button. they got these big pictures, world's most beautiful people. James Blunt, to be blunt about it, he, I, I don't, I don't want to get too grotesque, but I've had BMs that look better than him. Were he they, is the nastiest. Blunt? Oh. I don't know Let's who that is. What? Oh, he topped the charts with You're Beautiful. Oh, that guy. Oh. Captain oh. of the British Army. He, he looks like a bad bout of, um, Mumps. That is the worst song that they play every and 30 seconds. Way, if you like the song, you love the oh, way he looks. He's the Here's hottest Beyonce. thing now, yeah. Here's Beyonce. Oh, nothing Beyonce. wrong with her. Nothing at all. Not a damn thing wrong with her. See, how come they can find the beautiful women, but the guys... Oh, here's Heather Locklear, and they, you'd love this pose. Sorry. You'd love Heather Locklear in this pose, believe yeah, me. Yeah, I love, love Heather Locklear. You ought to go to the uh, People Magazine website. Oh, and look, I guess well, this to. has to be a racial thing. Aren't there any good-looking white folks? Terrence Howard, the Oscar nominee. What the hell was he in, Terrence Howard? That sounds familiar. Was he one of the guys in Crash? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was the husband. Remember, uh, she was... Right. Uh, I can't say she was doing him in the uh, van. I, I figure you would have uh, approved of him. What do you mean by that? No, he, he's well, kind of light complexion. He's an okay-looking guy, right. but he's, uh, I don't know, he's just kind of nondescript. Okay, that's a good description. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, that's a good not nondescript. Not a guy. He's not a hot-looking guy. He's just a guy, that's all. Oh, but he's, he's, he's black, hotter. He set the world on fire now, thanks to that movie. Well, I'm not talking about that kind of hot. Hot in the wallet. Danica Patrick, she, uh, I don't know, the picture's from like a long distance, and she's getting ready to hop on her scooter. She's ready, getting ready to mount it. But uh, she's, she looks pretty good from a distance, but I, it's hard to make a judgment. You know who that is, Danica Patrick? She's the race car driver. No, I, uh, I don't think I've ever seen her. No, she's not. Yes, she is. Zi Zhang. Oh, is she Mias, man? If you look up Mias Kite in that uh, Yiddish dictionary, you'll see her what? picture next to it. I want to find this exactly. What's the, the name of it? Top what? Sexiest, hottest, what's the... World's other? most beautiful... No, just go to People Magazine. Go to their website. Go to the people, people.com. Actually, it's people.aol.com. But when you get to the people, and then you'll see a list of, on the left side there of all the different uh, things in World's Most Beautiful People 2006. Click on that. It'll take you to where I am now. 
and then you click by these one by one. Zhang, she is nasty looking. God, she, oh brother. I guarantee you there were specimens in my backyard when I had my dogs. That, uh, oh, Avril Lavigne. Now I like I like Avril Lavigne. Contrary to Josh, I like her music. I don't think she's even lukewarm, much less hot. I Good think Canadian she's a girl. She's, she's very cute. Uh, she's mousy looking, man. She's like one step away from uh, what's her name? She's oh cute. no, Brandon Ruth. Who the hell is he? Oh, he's from One Life to Live, and he is another ugly guy. This this could be the hundred uh, most overrated looking people. I ain't getting anywhere. Rachel Bilson, you're not you're not on here. No, I can't. it won't it won't know, come up. I'm either having an internet problem or something. It just won't go there. Do do me a favor, will you please? People. Will you listen to me? Yeah. Google People Magazine. Can you do? Can you handle that? Is this uh, a little? That was the first thing I did. Yeah. yeah. I'm on it, but it's really slow. No, mine's mine's like lightning, man. Well, like the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here. the one. That must be inside the building. Oh, Naveen Andrews. Is this guy also a dark-complected guy? I can't even, I can't even really like tell Naveen? what he is. Naveen. Well, we're having internet here? problems or something here, or people is. I don't have any idea who he is or what he does, and I'm reading this thing, and I still have no idea. Another really nasty-looking guy. Why am I wasting my time? Kill some good time, but boy, yes, these people are really, most of them, the guys, ugly, and also that... That uh, Chinese or Japanese chick, whatever the hell she is. Oh, my God. And now, is today the day you're getting the food, or is it tomorrow? Melting pot. Tomorrow. Well, that's something to really look forward to. I'd be Fondue in Fridays, B. Yeah, Fondue Friday. Uh, Josh and George are going to be dipping it. And We're going to Fondue it. Put a big smile on their face, because the melting pot is unbelievable. It's an experience a thousand times more than it used to be back when they first started back in my city. Okay, there we go. Now, most beautiful people are just loaded. Well, fine. While I'm doing the spot, you it's can take a peek loading. at it. Probably lose your appetite. Sure, honey. She bats her eyes and purses her big lips. Miss Jolie wears her jeans below her hips. She's got a room full of sex toys and whips That Angelina makes guys' pants fall off Read about her in the Times or Post There's no marriage safe from coast to coast Nicole Kidman is on this list If she meets your man, your love life toast Angelina makes guys' pants fall off <laughs> She'll start by kicking out of her shoes. Let the wind blow up her skirt. It's an offer you just can't refuse. Cause she wants you for dessert. She walks towards you in her garters and thongs. What's to land handle you like King Kong? When you see her, you begin to frog. Angelina makes guys' pants fall off. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's an almighty, unholy force. 
you'll lose everything in your divorce. But when you're with her, there's no remorse. Angelina makes God's plans fall off. Before you know it, you're adopting your kids. Following her like a dog. When she leaves you, your life is the skin. You'll read about it in her blog. That's the way that Miss Jolie lives life. Maybe you should stay with your wife. She's like a flame that attracts them all. Angelina makes guys pants fall off. Angelina makes guys pants fall off. Angelina makes guys pants fall off. She's got that pregnant glow. But it's Angelina's humanitarian efforts that make her the most radiant, according to People magazine. By the way, now that I got this site working, yes. it's still slow. Did you skip past Jessica Alba? No, I, I mentioned that. Okay. Maybe I didn't. I was looking at it. Maybe I didn't right. mention it. No, nothing wrong with her. And this picture of Avril is great. I'm telling you, look, I like her a lot. But, and she's a nice Canadian girl, but, mm -hmm. and I do like a lot of her music. It's fun. But. To put her in a category of the world's most beautiful people, don't you understand how silly this is? Well, yeah, like they you're, got all, a lot like you're always saying, TV because somebody is famous, they're on TV or in the right. movies, therefore, they're hot. Well, but that's she's the Yang hot. person. She's cutesy, uh -huh. but cutesy doesn't make you one of the most beautiful people in the world. I could go down to the well, Eden well, Center, saw that idiot with the facts yesterday. Mm -hmm. I could sit there in a shopping mall, and you can go to any shopping mall in town there and sit there for an hour and just people watch. I could go to Niagara Falls View Casino and people watch for an hour and see zillions this of people true. a lot hotter than anybody on this list. Believe me. Trust me when I tell you. Believe you. Still me. a good picture. Male, of female, some you're not quite sure, but you'd like to find out. How come Enrique's not on here? He used to be on this list, and I'll tell you one thing. He's what? out, because he's out. I, no, this, well, see, that's a problem, but he's still pretty, see. He's pretty. I mean, these are based on people that have got some. But, but are you on looking right at now. the guys that they got on there? Yeah, yeah. Now, do you see what I'm saying? Mias. Every one of these guys is not, not just not beautiful, but really, really ugly. It's, it's kind of like a... You see who else is on there? What's his name from American Idol? Ryan Seacrest? Ryan Seacrest oh, is on there. I kick your ass. Yeah, good. Go ahead. I'd like to watch that. It shouldn't take much. Ryan Seacrest. Does that tell you how stupid? Every yeah. year it's the same caca, man. They got the guy playing the new Superman on here. Really? I Big honker nose. Have you gotten to him yet? No. Random. I'm, I'm off of that thing already. Okay. I just I got nauseous from looking at it. The pillow-lipped actress, getting back to Angelina, covers the uh, graces the cover of People's 100 Most Beautiful People on newsstands tomorrow. You're all going to want to go out and grab it. It's her fourth time on the list, but first is the cover girl. She looks the most beautiful when she's in the field. Natural, no makeup, nothing. In the field. <laughs> the magazine quotes musician Wyclef Jean, who worked the... Am I saying that right? Wyclef John? John. John. Oh, it, it is the frog thing. Well, that's because it's a Haitian thing. Worked with Jolie on a relief effort in Haiti. Wyclef Jean. Because you see, Angelina the Angel doesn't get any better than that. The magazine doesn't forget a boyfriend, Brad Pitt. Oh, please. Yeah, with the makeup, he still looks pretty good. Or her two children, either. People named the global trotting Jolie Pitt clan, the world's most beautiful family. Oh, yeah. 
The world may have to wait several more weeks for the arrival of the Brangelina offspring. Oh, please, Brangelina, my ass. Also making the beautiful people list, which until this year was limited to 50, Halle Berry, no problem there. Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts is not beautiful. She's not. I like a lot of her movies. Uh, I have no problem with her, uh, you know, but she's not beautiful. She's got spaces between her teeth. She, she's not even close to being beautiful, okay? Not, right. not even, she's not even a stone's throw right. to being beautiful. She's okay. George Clooney, who is about as <laughs> he's about as pasty and average looking. He uh, he, I, I can't even describe it. Scarlett Johansson. Now we're talking. Wait, wait. When you hear the next one, you're gonna you All may right. have a relapse. All right, let me strap in. Let me give you a clue. <laughs> now here's the second clue. Cookie dough. Not Kirsty. Yes. No. This has to be a Scientology plot. I, I, it must if Kirstie Alley is one of the most beautiful women in the world, I am so glad that I'm... Yay. Oh, my She goodness. wasn't beautiful when she was thin. When, we, what, when was that, at birth? A <laughs> hundred years she's ago. She's still doing those spots, and she's still a cow. That's the thing that kills me. They got her dolled up in these, in these outfits that are so tight that they probably yeah. have to stick her in there with, like a, with a uh, shoehorn. Mm -hmm. And she's still a cow. In fact, the fact that they got her with those tight outfits on, just it, it makes it look that much worse. Ryan Seacrest, oh, my God, <laughs> and University of Southern yeah. California quarterback Matt Leinert. Now, I don't, I don't remember what he looks like. Do you know what he looks like, John? I'm not going to ask you. You're an idiot. By the way, you were asking about Naveen. Yeah. He's the uh, Arab on the uh, TV show Lost right now, which is hotter than hell, so that's why he's on there. Oh, I see. He's the Arab? He is the token Arab, right. All 26 spokesmodels of the NBC game show Deal or No Deal were also chosen. All 26. How about Bob Barker? How come he wasn't on there? <laughs> oh. Might as well have been. I got news for you. Even at the age of 110, he looks better than some of these guys they got on there. Here's somebody faxed this in. Some good news. Keith Jackson apparently signed off for the last time. Keith Jackson. Oh, Nelly. Keith Jackson. Oh, Nelly. We got a Keith Jackson bitter to in here. Now we got to do the break, but. I'm finished with play-by-play -play forever, Jackson told the newspaper. I'm going, out, uh, I'm going out to learn to be a senior citizen and find a president I can vote for and believe in. Good. I'm not angry. I'm just going to go off like an old man, sit by the crick. In addition to serving as the primary voice of college football since 1967, that's almost 40 long, excruciating years of that corn-pone voice, although I do like him. The 77-year-old Jackson was also voice of Monday Night Football. It's inaugural season in 1970. It's called NBA Major League Baseball Games as well. He originally planned to retire at the 98th college football season end, but decided to return to the broadcast booth, focusing his announcing duties on West Coast games. This is different. He said, I'm 77. He's 77. When he expressed to us that he was considering retirement, we repeatedly tried to convince him otherwise, but he com we completely respected his decision. said, Executive Vice President of ABC Sports, that he had, see, I was going to talk to Hank about this, or I would tomorrow, if we can uh, hook up at all. Based on what happened this morning, it seems highly unlikely, highly Selassie. Did we ever find out what the hell that was all about? No. Nope. Because he obviously couldn't hear you guys either. Right. So no, they not... couldn't hear the studio for some reason. Oh, God. You know, well, what's the use? We do the best we can right. under impossible circumstances. That's all I can tell you, folks. We just do the best we can, and we keep puking our way along. And these people, man, broadcasting ain't us. That should be, they should put a big sign, a big billboard out there in front of that building. Broadcasting ain't us. We got 609. I kind of like 409 by the Beach Boys. I might have to crank that baby up. But we got 609 on the pull. 618, as a matter of fact. They're coming in in chunks. 
And Mark Inglis don't have any votes. We went to all the trouble. Josh had to work feverishly to put that on there. And we still, he's got the big oh, so far. This is Neil Rogers. Even the guy that it in didn't vote for This is 560 QAM. And beginning to blow the, blow the, uh, blow the play selection. Hello, I'm John Kerry. And when I'm president, I'll make life better for all Americans, including Dick Cheney's gay daughter, Mary. I will fight for your health care rights, whether you're single, married, or gay, like Dick Cheney's daughter, Mary. I will work to eliminate the deficit, because taxpayers, like Dick Cheney's gay daughter, Mary, deserve better. And so, on November 2nd, make your preference clear and vote for me, John Kerry. I'm John Kerry, and I approve Dick Cheney's gay daughter, Mary. I kick your ass. 10.46, 14 before 11 at QM. We got Geldy coming along again. Oh, my God. We're just Geldy intensive these days on this station, which fits right in with our technical ambiance and the crossover we did with the Humper. One of the things I was going to talk to him about today, but unfortunately we didn't get the chance, was Barry Jackass's column, Idea Raises Hopes for Marlins Stadium. How do you like that? Oh, my God. Hialeah City leaders who recently won clearance to build an industrial park on 1,100 acres of land that had been off limits to large-scale development are discussing a plan with Dade County that would devote property taxes from the industrial park to building a new stadium for the Florida Marlins. Your Florida Marlins. Hialeah Marlins. No. Uh, this really, I don't know. Is it really Hialeah where they're saying? I don't know. Hialeah, well, if you wait just a second. Hold your horses now. Don't be so negatory, man. Hialeah Mayor Julio Robaina says he expects developer Armando Cadena to donate part of the land to the city, which will then give it to the Marlins, who have been trying for years to find money to build a new stadium with a retractable roof. Roof. But even with lots of public help, the team was still about $100, $100 million short of the stadium's $400 million price tag, and that's where the property tax plan would come in. Did County Manager George Burgess and Hialeah Council President Steve Bovo said the idea is out of discussion. Bozo. Oh. It's a viable alternative, Burgess said, to the plan which would need the county commission's approval. It's an approach we have agreed makes sense. We're moving quickly. Though the deal is far from final, Barry says a successful resolution would keep the Marlins, who recently flirted with the idea of relocating to San Antonio in South Florida. Any interest? No. Anybody care? No. Dave Hyde says you ought to spend your tax money for it. You're wrong, Dave. You're full of crap. We have to look at this carefully to see what kind of development could occur here, he said. The property taxes paid by businesses that are located in the industrial park would be split nearly evenly, half to Hialeah and half to the county. Robina said Wednesday. Burgess said shares from both governments' property taxes would go toward the stadium, though Robaina earlier in the day said he envisioned that no Hylia money would be used. Any Hylia involvement would require Hylia City Council approval. Let's get the, what's his name, John Brunetti involved in this. He's got the magic touch. Everything he touches turns to crap. Out of the scenario, the stadium would be built on a construction debris landfill site. I think that's appropriate. Near the Turnpike and 170th Street. Codina's plan for the industrial park there would include offices and warehouses. The Marlins, who are declining comment on the stadium issue, are facing a May 15 deadline to respond to San Antonio's proposal to ask their voters to extend hotel and car rental taxes that would help finance the stadium there. The Marlins have said they prefer to stay in South Florida, but have a rule out San Antonio. They're not, they're not going to San Antonio. No. There's no chance of that. First of all, Houston would allow it. In a, they're not a Chinaman's chance in hell they're going to sit still for that. And secondly, it's not a big enough market. Why, why not just move to Buffalo? If the proposal goes, or why not just say, hey, guess what? This isn't a sports market, South Florida. Huh? That would be the honest answer. We just can't make it here. Why not just a little bit of uh, honesty involved here? Well, we can't do that. Look at all the crowds they drew when they were like uh, two things, when they won the World Series. In fact, the first time, I don't remember if we caught they did it again the second time, but 
Actually, into the playoffs, they weren't like selling out. First in 87, and then finally with the bandwagon jumpers, we got all whipped up into a frenzy. Then, we love the Marlins. When can we go, you know? Or, or like if they're giving away crap like this weekend. Aren't they having some big floppy hat giveaway or something? Oh, I'm sure they are. Then all the schnorrers will be out there. Oh, they're giving away something free. Let's take the kids and let's put Grandpa in the walker in the car and schlep him along. Everybody going to get a floppy hat. And, of course, then you can sit on your floppy hat. Rectum. And what are on your floppy ass. Mark from Hallandale Beach says, I read an article in the Slum Central Day. said the photo House of Representatives unanimously voted to make In God We Trust the state motto. No, I think you missed a word there, Mark. It's Neil God. We trust. Imagine that, elected officials shoving their personal religious beliefs down the throats of the people they serve. Can't imagine that. Sounds like Taliban light to me. No, it sounds like Florida to me, Mark. Sounds like Jeb Bush and his redneck uh, legislators. On another note, two great Sterling Hayden films you may want to check out. The Asphalt Jungle. I'm sorry, Joyce. The Asphalt Jungle and The Killing. I think I saw The Asphalt Jungle about 100 years ago. I saw The Ass. Fault? No. Oh. Must not be a tennis guy. How come there's no tennis players on this pool? There's usually some pretty hot tennis people. I guess there's none out there right now. No. They're hot. Not Wait till you hear this. Are. Leave it to the Republicans to come up with a real good Band-Aid fix for this gas deal. This is this is a hoot. Every That's what I had. Uh, I don't know that she was out there talking about Katrina before. Susan Collins. Every American taxpayer would get a $100 rebate check to offset the pain of higher power. Are these phones working today, by the way? I'm not really sure. If, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, here's one. QAM, hello. What is wrong with Julia Roberts? She's one of the sexiest women in the history of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, get lost. Go back to David Cassidy. What, what would you know about women anyway, you faggot? Idiot. Julia Roberts is not beautiful, okay? I'm sorry. I'm and, sorry. and thank you for saying that. Good actress. Thank you for saying what? But she's not beautiful. I'm sorry she's not. She's, she's just she's fine. Not. She's, just, she's okay. She's, she's just uh, okay. In fact, I would say she's average looking at best. Like there's if nothing would, wrong with her, but, uh, you know. If she weren't an actress and you saw her in the shopping mall, you wouldn't look the second time. You probably wouldn't look the first time. You, not one of those women that you'd stop and, like, in your tracks say, holy right. cow, and, like, look, you know, check out her ass on the way by. You just wouldn't do that. Just, I, I'd uh, check out her ass. But then again, the guy with the eyes, you're such a bozo, man. <laughs> he, he's just jealous because Susan Day's still popular and David Cassidy faded into oblivion. Or is it the other way around? Uh, they're both oblivious. Throw up already, would you please? I kick your ass. That's right. George says, just come to another one of his appearances. I kick your ass. Right. He's going to bring Letty Martez along as his personal assistant. Anyway, can I get back to this thing? Every American taxpayer would get a $100 rebate check to offset the pain of higher pump prices for gasoline under an amendment Senate Republicans hope to bring to a vote today. Oh, $100. That should fill up your tank, what, about halfway? Once. However, the GOP energy package may face tough sledding because it also includes a controversial proposal to open part of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska to oil exploration, which most Democrats and some moderate Republicans oppose. Democrats are also expected to offer their own competing proposal as members of both parties jockey for a political uh, position on the gas price issue. Did I say thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices? I noticed that punk never called us back since he said that back during the election, huh? Or back after the invasion, the, the Iraq attack which now everybody in the world knows was bogus, was based on a pack of lies. They had all set out, all cooked up from the beginning, from the get-go. Right. But, of course, they needed some major event like 9-11 to take place to give them the green light so the public would sit back and, and uh, allow it to take place. And people would, you know, offer themselves up to be human sacrifice over there, like the 2,400 nearly who are dead now. But other than that, 
Julia Roberts is not beautiful, okay? She's not, not only not one of the most beautiful people in the world, but she's not, not beautiful, period. She's adequate. She's marginal, looking. Good actress. Mm-hmm. In fact, the movie I liked her the best in was the one where she was, uh, the husband was crazy and beat right. the crap out of her. Sleeping with the enemy. Sleeping with the enemy. Boy, and that's a good movie. You still yes. haven't seen even though it's, uh, it's much ballyhooed and I resisted seeing it, but I, I'm... Yes, I, I have. I wish I did. Uh, Aaron Brockovich. Yes, I have. Oh, you saw it? Finally? I've seen it. Oh, okay. Because you hadn't there for a while. I've seen it. All right. It was okay. She's good. She's a good story. actress. She takes a lot of... I know it is. She takes a lot of heat and a lot of crap for whatever reason I really don't know. I guess people don't like her. Or maybe it was the fact she got married to uh, Lyle I Love It, and people are wondering, yeah. what was that all about? That's Whoa. what My goodness. I'm, su- I'm surprised she's not on this list <laughs> of the most beautiful people in the world. Well, you know, to each its own. There's probably somebody who thinks that the guy with the eyes is one of the most beautiful people in the world. I mean, you know, worked for Herman Munster and John Kerry. Good news from Iraq, baby. Gunman killed the sister of Iraq's new vice president in Baghdad today. Maisoon al-Hashimi, sister of uh, Tariq al-Hashimi and her driver, were killed by four gunmen driving in a BMW in the Al-Alam neighborhood of southwest Baghdad today, about 8.30 this morning, their time. Tariq al-Hashimi, a leading Sunni official, was named just days ago as vice president, serving under President Jalal Talabani. Al-Hashimi, as secretary general of the Iraqi Islamic Party, has called in the past for the use of force to put down Iraq's insurgency. It was the second killing in al-Hashimi's immediate family in the two weeks on April 13, his brother Mahmoud al-Hashimi was shot dead while driving in a mostly Shiite area of eastern Baghdad. Meanwhile, because things are going so well, senior military officials said yesterday that General George Casey, the top U.S. commander in Iraq, has tentative plans to reduce U.S. troop levels there by about 30,000 30, by the end of the year. Casey said he's still on his general timeline for recommending further U.S. troop reductions. That's because things are going so, so smoothly and so well. Oh, we're fine. You betcha, man. Things are going peachy keen. At least for some of the people still alive, not the ones who don't have no electricity, and the ones who leave home every day in terror, terrified that they're going to wind up dead, or or the rest of their family. Six hundred and fifty votes on the poll. I think we got it. We still got a shot today. Six hundred and fifty-four. South Florida's best play-by-play sportscaster of all time, Rick Weaver. Or I hate this poll. Has moved to the top. Well, screw you. One hundred and seven. Too bad. I think it's a fine poll. We did it, you know, years ago. Rick Weaver, one hundred and six. I hate sports, 85. Hate it. Joe Angel, 64. Sonny Hirsch, 53. Now, Sonny was a good guy, but no comment. Bill Zimfer, 51. I just don't want to say anything about it. Dave O'Brien, 33. Mo Howard David at 33. Boy, they sure missed the Mo Man now. That was a bad mistake, Joe. Bad mistake. Cut loose the Mo Man. He was the secret weapon. Luke Shabby, 28. Eric Reed, 19. Let's get a lot more Eric Reed talking through his teeth about the heat on the, on the air. Geldy, 15. Wow. Joe Zagaki, 14. Those two are like in lockstep. Dave Halberstam, 10. Mark Vandermeer, only 8. What was wrong with him? Nothing. He just wasn't here long enough. Oh, Len Casper, 7. Jeff Reamer has got 6. Judge McDonald, 5. Dave Van Horn, all the way up to 4. He is zooming up there. He's tied with Jimmy Syphilis with 4. Chris Moran's got three. Mike Ingalls, Inglis got one. Speaking English, Dave Strader and Rich Waltz so far both have got the big. Oh, and uh, Josh says deservedly so. This is Neil Rogers. This is Rich Waltz's case. This is 560 This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? 
Other stations give you cars. Other stations give you cash. But we're going to give you what you really want. Because we're going to make you taller. How's the weather up there? That's right. You'll be able to look down women's dresses. See what people hide on the tops of refrigerators. Make millions of dollars playing pro basketball. You don't need talent if you're tall enough. Just be the fifth color when you hear this sound. And we'll shave your head and grab on layer after layer of skin until you're seven foot three. Mostly forehead. This station accepts no liability in the event that your body rejects its new forehead. Because of the nature of the procedure, your eyes will remain in the same place. So looking down women's dresses will need to be accomplished with a small stool. Stool not included in price package. Sure, you'll be really weird looking. But boy, will you be tall. Keep listening for your chance to win. I put your ass. Yeah, don't forget, stool not included. It's 11.02 at 5.60 WQAM. Happy uh, Thursday to you. Boy, this week is flying by in spite of the fact that we're all sick as a dog, you know? Yeah. Clarence is under the weather. George has probably got the same thing. The two of them hang out. Hang been, yeah, we tongue-kissed frequently. And, of course, I got uh, the flu, man. I got the... Uh, but I'm due. I'm overdue Third for flu? the flu. I got Something. the Maybe. cough going as well. Do you really? I do. It's QAM, man. We're sick as it gets, and we're uh, proud of it. And the, the crossover this morning, if you missed that at 10 o'clock, it was something really special. It was a QAM speciality, right. man. Technical ineptitude at its worst. 567, let's get a lot of calls about uh, all that new stuff in downtown Miami, because I broached that with George before the show this morning. <laughs> and after he threw up a couple of times, he said, boy, you, that guy must be uh, off his rocker. I, I don't know anybody. And now, of course, it may have just been a put-on, and most likely it was from across the street anyhow. Because it started out with that crap about, oh, every time anybody wants to know about sports in town, they're interviewing, uh, you know, listeners from uh, 790. Yeah, right. Jimmy Syphilis and Joe Rose, who just, you know, just happened to work over there. Just a coincidence. 5670560, all you people that hang in downtown Miami, let's find out what I'm missing. I'm obviously out of touch. I don't, even when I am in town, I don't right. go anywhere near downtown i got to admit, it's been a while since I've been down there, too. When's the last time Josh was in downtown Miami? I went to a heat game not too long ago. Well, there you go. See, that's as downtown as it gets, right there by the Herald Building. Right there where we got to, like, build up downtown for the benefit of the Miami Herald. Right. I went down there last year for uh, a concert at the uh, AA Arena. Right. That's uh, where the heat play. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And? I look the same. If you guys would get out of the house a little bit more and get out of your, uh, quit being so parochial and get down there right. downtown, see, it's the epicenter of the universe now. It's the cultural hotspot of uh, the entire globe, not just not just uh, the state, not just the country, not just North America, but the entire universe, according to that fact I got yesterday. But being out of touch, what the hell would I know about it? Right. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. I'd like to get... Mm -hmm. WQAM, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all ready this morning. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Jorge, uh hola. -huh. Ah. Oh, here's Eddie on the Eddie line. QAM. Oh, now, see, just doing it in short doses. So that's good. Practice in real short doses, and then maybe you'll buy, maybe by July you might have it down. You're pretty pretty weak. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty. That's our call so far this morning. That's a medley of what you got to say, South Florida. Goes back to the poll we took the other day uh, yesterday about South Floridians and like that. Trust me, just keep listening. We started out with the guy from the eyes, and then we went downhill from there, if that's possible. Never thought that was possible, did you? No. Nope. Only on this show. WQAM. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Quick question. I just want to know when Josh is going to do Kathy. Do who? 
Who's Kathy? Kathy? I don't know. Is there someone named uh, Kathy, Josh, that you're getting ready to do? Moving along. Who's Kathy? I don't know anyone named Kathy. But obviously he no, does. When he's good and ready, how's that? Mind your own business, schmuck. Somebody know? WQAM, hello. I'm Jewish and I smoke in the rain. <laughs> oh, excellent. Happy Sukkot, by the way. Never too early to say happy Sukkot and Tishabov and Simchas Torah. But don't make a big timus about it. 5670560. Come on, we're waiting to hear from all these people, man. I'm ready. If we're wrong, we want to be corrected here. We want to set the record straight. Got a whole poll coming up tomorrow about it. Because I'm sure that we're missing out. Being out of touch, as Tom Jekyll would say. Of course, he's always in L.A. getting wined and dined, uh, you know, smeared by all those people who wanted to write those puff pieces about the new network TV shows. I heard Tom had to pawn his radio to buy some hair. You hear that? No, I did not hear that. WQAM, hello. No, Neil. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. The movie The Killing. It's a great flick. It's uh, about he robs a racetrack. It's about what? He robs a racetrack. Yeah. A horse track. It's one of his best movies. Sterling Hayden. Sterling Hayden. He's a great actor. He played McCluskey in The Godfather, for those who don't know who that is. That's right, Hayden. The the Killing. And he's still dead. Okay, thank you. I'll go out and get the killing for this weekend with Sterling Hayden, okay? Or maybe just do some killing. That sounds like a good idea. Come down there and kill some of these people we're talking to today. Starting with the guy with the eyes. That would be a good public service. Maybe leave me his David Cassidy record collection, you think? <laughs> Certainly not the blow-up doll. He'll want that in the box with him. WQAM, hello. Hey, don't mess with the voice of the heat, all right? WQAM, Hello. I'm sorry, I should have been more clear. Reva says it best. I guess it's Joshua. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Joshua. There's some guy that evidently wants you and knows uh, some of your people. Yeah. Joshua. WQN, there's a guy who watches soap operas, too, and all I can say is... You fairy. Yeah, yeah. and and guess what, Pally? I kick your ass. Right. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. Hey, listen, I hear the Canadians are paying a George W. tax up there now, too, huh? How much a gallon? About four bucks. More than four bucks. And we're, and we're only going to get a hundred bucks back. Yeah. Man, I, I don't think that's going to go through. I know. What, 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 what kind of crap is that? Oh, it, it's just stupid. In other words, it's just taking more tax money out of people's pockets and giving it back to them so they can give it to the oil companies. I mean, it's just the, the whole concept of it is stupid. Stupid. And you know what somebody I know once said? Do, 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 do. Don't be stupid. How are we doing on a pool? I think we got the thousand licked now. I was a little bit dubious about that. Six ninety-three. Oh, yeah. By the bottom of the hour, we'll have like about 750. Oh, no Swetsky, man. We are on fire. We're just absolutely... Flaming! WQAM, hello. Now, what the hell was that? Did you hear that? That echo? Yeah, that was on the line there. QAM, hello. I think I think the phone company is diddling again today, if you ask me. I could be wrong about that. I should that. say they are anyway. Yeah, the phone company is diddling, and we hate them like poison, okay? Hope somebody poisons their pudding. Let's try that eight again. QAM. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you took the first mouthful of the poison pudding. Here, try these cannolis, man. Connie made them special for you. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. I licked the pick off that. Yeah, okay, good. WQAM, hello. Clear over the monitor, jackass. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Yep. Yeah, my girlfriend wants to talk to Neil. 
Your girlfriend wants to talk to Neil? About yeah. what? About, about, I don't know. You have to ask her. But are you the pimp? Are you the intermediary? Because she don't know how to dial a phone? No, she don't know how to dial a phone. With you well, I'll tell her where to, show her where to stick the finger. Five, six, seven, oh, five. These are good. We might do four hours this of these today. Just the best. What? Best run we've had no, today. Yeah, these, you are on top of your game today, folks. There's no question about that. We might go the whole four hours without, like, really anything anything. Oh, if they can keep this uh, going, yeah, that'd be great. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's some really high-grade high entertainment. Don't forget this Saturday, speaking of that, the big draft party. Be sure and get over to Hooters and Pembroke Pines, see the Mad Dog, Joe Zagacki, old uh, what's-his-name-face, and the big O for the draft day coverage. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Hooters and Pembroke Pines, presented by Heineken. Heineken. Uh, Heineken. Get, uh, the mem- in memory of Freddie Heineken from Amsterdam. I was talking yesterday, uh, Josh, about the Heineken Brewery and about you go in and get your free samples. And you go to Freddy's Bar in the hotel, in the Euro Hotel, whatever the hell that thing is called, in Amsterdam, across from the VD department store, Room Treisman, whatever the hell that is. The only problem with Amsterdam, too many Dutch people there. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, greetings from Delray Beach. Yes, sir. I say that uh, I don't believe in this uh, Mexican uh, no gringo day coming up May 1st, that none of them are going to work or buy American or go to work. Yeah, really and uh, I am. my heart. And I'm going to be. I want to have a no beans day for the Mexicans. Wouldn't that be good? No beans. Just have a no bean like Tuesday or something. I want to call out Tuesday used to be Prince Spaghetti uh, Day in Boston. Everybody who uh, knows a Mexican or has one that we say no Mexican day is May first. How about if you have have Mexican hairless? Is a Mexican hairless and a Chihuahua is that the same? From what I know, you, you shave one and it's hairless. Yeah. No, no, but what, what is a Mexican hairless? I'm, I'm serious now, being a dog person. What is that? I, I think it's a chihuahua or uh, something like that without any hair. I don't, don't really shave know. it. I don't you know. Sh- you shave your chihuahua? Yeah, I know some people. I've seen do. some hairless Mexicans, yeah. 12 minutes. Uh oh, police officer shot at airport in Cleveland. Uh oh, this looks like a bad thing going on. It looks like a chihuahua, but it's a little bigger. Shot here at Hopkins. The second call. It's a little what? It's, it's bigger than a chihuahua, but it kind of looks like one. Oh, but in other words, it's a separate breed? Yes. A hairless Mexican? Is uh, just begun to move. The shooting was at the United Ticket Counter at this level. And inside there, well, the God United Ticket Counter is yellow taped off. People who have tickets can board planes. Matter of fact, airport operations are running as normal, including... Two wounded in shooting right at now. the Cleveland now, Airport. What we learned when we arrived here was that a Cleveland police officer got into an altercation at the counter with... Apparently a homeless man, according uh-huh. to airport officials. Shots were fired. The officer was wounded, as was a civilian. We don't know if that civilian was a traveler or an airport employee, but two people wounded. They were transported to Metro Hospital. In fact, we passed the Hopkins ambulance as we were coming out here. On oh, it's some homeless guy. We didn't know what we got to do with the homeless. We'll take care of that problem. Once we finish up with the illegal aliens, then we're going to work on the homeless, make America a much better place in which to live. Kind of clean up our act. 11.13 at QAM. The Emerald Coast is Florida's number one Asian gourmet buffet. is rated by Zagat Restaurant Review. I've been telling you about these people for years and years now. And they're still going strong. Every Friday through Sunday night, you can enjoy Lobster Fest featuring Maine Lobster Surf Thermidor style at the Emerald Coast. And every every night, every night of the week is Crab Fest with Alaskan Snow Crab Legs, Dungeness Crab, and Jonah Stone Crabs. The menu still includes fresh oysters on a half shell and a sushi bar with over 30. About 30, man. 
Different items. The Emerald Coast also serves juicy, delicious New York steaks cooked to order just the way you love them. Hand carved, prime rib, and on the weekends for dessert, leave room for the Emerald Coast famous 40-inch chocolate fountain. There's just no limits to the things you can stick in there. You can hand dip your own strawberries, marshmallows, other decadent treats. And check out their new, a new all-you-can-eat sushi bar featuring sashimi, tuna tataki, and over 20 different types of sushi rolls staring right back at you and much more, too. Three convenient Emerald Coasts for you in South Florida. They're in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. Be sure to make reservations. Call 954-572-3822. But when you've got a gigantic appetite, this is the place for you. The only, uh, I mean, there are a lot of imitators out there, but nothing like these guys. The uh, amazing Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Mercedes on your candy, doily boy buffet. At the ladies' buffet, they got soft food, yeah. I had to do that, there's a lot of hubbub and dread. I only hope that this right tray is nice and moist. Dry pastry makes me cuts. Cuts a hoist. I dropped my teeth into the soup that I'm eating. Yeah, we'd better leave before my gums start bleeding. My wife says, Moisty, you're embarrassing me. They just brought out a tray of macaroni and cheese. I said I should be embarrassed that I'm falling apart. They should only expect no words from a diaper-wearing part. And I might add that the diapers aren't a bad idea. I can go right now. I'll stand in here. We mosey to the car with an antenna full of flowers. For me to back out, it only takes a couple hours. She said, why can't you show me a new place, you snook? I said, try the kitchen and learn how to cook. Not that I should complain, I had enough guilt to take home a doggy bag of fried smoke. All right. 11-19, happy uh, Simchas Torah, folks. Uh, maybe we all got mumps. Maybe that's what it is. We're going to get our lumps and get that mumps. Although I already had all the childhood right. illnesses. I had Me chicken too, pox. I had measles. Percent. I had mumps. I had pneumonia. Although you can get right. pneumonia more than once. Uh, and of course, so I guess that's what it is. Your body builds up an immunity because certainly the when you're an old fart like me and even George, those uh, vac- right. vaccines we got as children, that's long since worn off. Right? Sure, we could get polio again for Christ's sake. Could we? Well, right. let's give it a shot. Maybe that's what I got. <laughs> Maybe I could be like FDR. What do you think? You could put get, my get picture one of those on a, on a dime. Cigarettes sure, beat, on a stick. Ray gun. <laughs> Put my picture on a dime. I mean, that, that was so outrageous. Talk about the right wingers in a feeding frenzy. Wanted to replace FDR on the dime with a picture of Ronnie Reagan. And in the meantime, the whole concept, the, the march of dimes was uh, how to help money to eradicate polio. I bet you Jonas Salk couldn't have gotten five nickels together if they wouldn't have had the dimes. Right. I remember as a kid, we used to, used to have these cards where you right. would stick the... Do uh-huh. you remember that? Sure. Yeah, Even you remember that. Uh-huh. Now, what's, what's Joshua doing with that chick? What, what is it we're supposed to delve into that? He's probably not too happy about that. Uh, no, no one knows what he's talking I, about. I don't, yeah. Oh, you don't know what he's talking about. No. Oh, I thought, then why didn't you just say that? Because he's a crazy sounded... person. I kind of don't even reply to them. Come on. Got to play along with the crazy people. Otherwise, what nah. kind of a show have we got? He's a soap all... opera watching fake. Yeah, that, that's what I would say. And guess what, Pally? I kick your ass. That's right. 
Five, six. <laughs> Let's just play two things all, all day. And I kick your ass. That sounds good to me. Or we can play them together. I kick your ass. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty the Verizon singular wireless line. Rick Weaver, Mr. Weaver was great. He was good. Seven hundred eighteen votes. That's back when the Dolphins actually were thinking about. Right now, especially without Ricky Ticky. What are we going to do without Ricky? Ricky Ricky, huh? Give me the ball. Give me the ball. No Ricky. No, they have Dante Culpepper now. Nah, but he ain't ready to go, man. He's not ready for prime time. That's what Neon Dion says. He ain't ready for prime time. He ain't going to be able to start the season. How do they know he's not going to be able to start the season? It's only April 27. Well, they, they, can, know? they can estimate. Huh? And they're estimating it ain't looking good. Huh? So what have they got? Who's the backup? Not still at uh, Rosenkranzfield. They got nobody right now. Really? They got no backup? Nobody. Woo! Uh-oh. Don't sound good to me. I say let's, uh, let's unretire Bob Greaseball. Get them windshield wipers back on his glasses and get old Bob Reesball back out there again. Or what about his kid? Is Brian still playing for you guys? Is he still uh, in Tampa? Uh, hey, Brian. <laughs> How's it going, sweetheart? Boy, he is... An alcoholic? Uh, no, I didn't say that. That's, uh, what is, I'm going to tell you, the last two days, you have really... You know, since they made that new deal with you for like the triple-digit uh, big bucks there, you're just out of control. <laughs> yeah. Talk about things going to somebody's head. Yesterday he's talking about he's glad that a white guy is going to win the MVP in the NBA again, and now he's calling uh, one of our fine good friends here an alcoholic. Well, I think you're right though. That's bad. This, this doesn't sound good. It's got a bad ring to it. If you just say, "Hey Brian," you know, like that. Or it's like, "Hey Tom Cruise," you fair like that. See, it's got a more subtle way than coming out and like a little bit too strong, as Defoe and Joe used to say on the worst team. Very strong. Remember those days, George? Uh, he's really oh, strong. Yeah. That's strong oh. by you. That's strong. <laughs> he's really strong. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't strong was the numbers on that show. That was the problem. That's why we wound up with where we are today. Uh-oh. Hey. I was going to say. Uh, he. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Oh, man. There's nothing like a good sneeze. God. Got some of that on me. WQAM. Hello. Josh going to fade away. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Talk on Yes, sir. How are you, Good. Uh, I wanted to know, are you, are you doing the, uh, the call with uh, David Johnson next week? Friday, yes. Friday? Why don't you have a three-way? You, Daddy Hanky, and David Johnson. What do we want to do that for? So you get the picks together. What? They're doing picks. Dirty picks. Well, I will get Hank's picks at 10 o'clock, and then we'll get Dave's uh, when he calls. Let, let us program the show, okay? We don't need any assistance, okay? We already got our junior program director, who's also under the weather, Clarence. He said it had something to do with his... Rectum. I don't know what he meant by it. Didn't, didn't he say that this morning? Well, I wasn't listening. Yeah, he... Yeah, hell, you weren't. He I said mean, it had something to do with his... Rectum. Rectum. He was like under the weather. Under oh, the, yeah. I think he had the, the same table, under the bird desk. flu. That's right. I think he said he had the turd flu. Or maybe he said it was just a third time this year. I don't know what he said. He's not He's not doing too well. It sounded like death boiled over. And, of course, wait till Tuesday morning when the book comes out. Ho, ho, ho. Like the song says, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to be really something. I can't say the word on the air, Joyce. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Oh, it's BT. Oh, QAM. Watch that new feature on your website. Yeah, okay. It's called Kill Reverend Jones. WQAM, hello. 
Thanks for the jingles the other day. Yeah, though. no problem, Mike. No problem. Oh, they're all there today. Let's hear it. It's reunion wow. Thursday. Let's have a blast, huh? A few great voices, all from the past. Do you think they call around to arrange the events? Like uh, that? Evidently. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear from my mind. Well, that is my my mind. What's the other one? Oh, la la ta 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 the Mad Trumpeter. Maybe they hook up on MySpace. He's a chip off the old block. That must be. Maybe they're comparing rotten teeth. I don't know. They've got a special it. site called Outer Space. We could send them to England. They'd fit right in there with those rotten teeth. And, of course, I know what their favorite delicacy would be. Well, I'm not going to say it. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM, especially your buddy uh, with the guy with the eyes there. Oh, my God. You know... All these years later, and it's still the same dullard and the same retardo. Reminds me of the day that I didn't, uh, that thing at Hialeah. Remember when I was trying to save Hialeah like a schmuck? And they were running head-to-head against Calder. And, of course, it was a hopeless thing because John Bernetti and, and Hialeah had turned into a toilet anyway. The place was filthy. Even the weenies, they were serving up green weenies, you know, at the hot dog stand. It was pretty embarrassing. And here shows up the guy with the eyes with one of his slimy buddies. And I use the word buddy with quotes around it, you know. What you did to the bird was unconsummate. In fact, Stan Major was there smoking a big fat stogie <coughs> with me that day. And I turn around and I look at these two schleps. And uh, what you did, and they're standing there screaming. And I turn around and I said, I kick your ass. Yeah. Actually, little Bob Savage came running down and kicked their ass out of there. Rest in peace. See, the sad part, Bob Savage was a good guy. He's dead. And this schmuck there with his David Cassidy blow-up doll, he's still alive, calling radio talk shows. In the same monotone. You can't complain about his personality. In fact, him and Dave Van Boring, maybe we get a discount, get a, a transplant. And, in fact, maybe we can get a threefer, put Zagaki in there at the same time. Boy, he is. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM. We got Geldy. There's Mr. Personality. He's coming up at 2 this afternoon to squeak his way through a couple of hours. And then we got Mad Dog at the Sofa Kings from a 4 to 7. You know, take your children. I'll sell them to some Haitians. Goodbye, McClellan. Now your feet are jealous. Shuffle back to Texas. Get your big lion back. And crawl back inside your mommy's ass. Rectum. You're the debris of us. It's bad. Go on a date with Gannon. He can be your lover, soldier, man. Or as we understand. You prefer a mini skirt or thip on Flying day after day, playing the same game, defending the insane. A willing tool for the Bush White House criminal tools. You didn't flow as good as snow, so you got to go. Don't dream about the good old days on your rocking chair Like a mass of meaningless flesh It's 11.32. We got that Tony Snow, by the way, who now says he's very sorry about all those nasty things yeah. he said about El Presidente. Uh-huh. Which there's a whole list of 80 million quotes about uh, incompetence and about uh, all of his policies, ripping him an ass over a period of time. And now he's very sorry he said those things. I'm sure he is. Uh, he's saying that, of course, to deflect uh, when he actually takes over, when they're going to start asking him questions about that. Oh, I already uh, said I was sorry. I apologize, you know. That whole I apologize, but that goes about a half an inch as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. I apologize. 27 till noon at QM, where uh, it's the Geldy warm-up show now. Geldy is like the centerpiece. He's the pivot man on the radio station now. Believe me. 
Oh, and speaking of Pivot Man, those good, uprighteous Republicans, prosecutors are investigating allegations by admitted Cunningham bribery contractor, Mitchell Wade. That's the Duke, by the way, Duke Cunningham. Uh, Mitchell Wade, that he and co-conspirator Brent Wilkes periodically supply the former congressman with prostitutes and free hotel rooms, according to today's right-wing Wall Street Journal. Free hotel rooms? Mr. Wade in February pleaded guilty to giving bribes of more than a million dollars to Mr. Cunningham, including cash, antiques, and payment for yachts. Mr. Wade, who hasn't been sentenced yet, is cooperating with prosecutors. According to people with knowledge of the investigation, Mr. Wade told investigators that Mr. Cunningham periodically phoned him to request una prostituta, and that Mr. Wade then helped arrange for one. This is Duke Cunningham. This is a good, upstanding, right-wing, homophobic, uh, holier-than-thou uh, piece of crap. Right. A limousine driver then picked up the prostituta, as well as Mr. Cunningham, and drove them to one of the hotel suites. Sweet! Originally at the Watergate Hotel and subsequently at the Western Grand. Mr. Wade told investigators that all the arrangements for these services have been made by Mr. Wilkes and two employees of Mr. Wilkes' company, according to people with knowledge of his debriefing. He said Mr. Wilkes had rented the hotel suites and found the limo driver who had relationships with several escort services. In other words, he was the pimp. Mr. Wade told prosecutors that sometimes Mr. Cunningham would contact him to request these services, and he passed on the request to Mr. Wilkes or his employees, who then made the actual arrangement. Mr. Wade said that other times Mr. Cunningham called Wilkes directly to make the request. He wanted a good hooker. If investigators find that any other members of Congress or their staffs received services at so-called hospitality suites, that could help make a case that they had illegally taken action to benefit Mr. Wilkes in return for favors from him, prostitutas. Mr. Wilkes' family members and employees were heavy campaign contributors to several members of Congress, but prosecutors so far apparently haven't found any evidence that other members of Congress had been bribed as it did yet. But they got the Duke, baby. His ass is grass. He is in deep uh, doo-doo. The Duke. Deep dookie? Yeah. And guess what, Duke? I'll kick your ass. That's right. Fine, let's get back to these scintillating calls. they got a very good pile of stuff here, including Snoop Dogg is in deep doo-doo also with that airport fracas. Yo, yo. Atheist identified as America's most distrusted minority, according to a new University of Minnesota study. Don't like that. Uh, XM Satellite Radio losing money faster than they can print it. Retired priest facing more molestation charges in Hingham, Massachusetts. Fired St. Louis talk host back on the air, the one that uh, said something about Condoleezza and Kuhn. Remember that story? Mm-hmm. Senate panel calls for abolishing FEMA. Just tear it up and start all over again. Americans want third major political party. U.S. justices, the Supremes, are asking now if legal, lethal injections cause pain. Does that hurt you, Timmy? Good. I wonder. Yeah, good. How about this? Does that hurt a little bit more? <laughs> oh. Was that a passions reference you were making there? Yeah, wrong Timmy. Don't be picking on poor little Timmy, okay? I don't, I don't no, no, I was just going to mention to you that they're replaying but it. But isn't uh, it interesting that the guy who, uh, that queen that called before was doing the Joshua thing from Guiding Light, huh? Wow. You fairy. 5670560. Oh, Probably doesn't like uh, being called that, no doubt. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. WQAM, hello. Uh, the, 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 the oh, yeah. <laughs> we are complete now. <laughs> but he already called earlier. And did, he already did that one. Now, he ought to call more often. He's he's incredibly entertaining. <laughs> Not. Now, he's He's got his moments. He can't like call he, more often. When he stands in the corner crying because you like, uh -huh. picked on him and you broke his face out of glass. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you put little Joey on the end. I, I'm not going to sit still for this crap. You, you want that uh, little Joey call in. And I, I, that, that George, I, I, I. John and Mike, uh, blow. Right. Blow it. There you go. 
In fact, we also got the elongated Gilbert version. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. But I don't think we want to deal with the whole thing. Now. This is the amazing Gilbert reminding you not to drink and drive this holiday season. You thought that I was dumb and stupid? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and we didn't think it. We knew it. And, boy, we were right on target. We were spot on, as they say. Them silly-ass Brits. But call uh, very often, especially when George is on the summer, Gilbert. He loves you. Yeah, yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty. See, he admits it. Pound five sixty on the Verizon and Signal Wireless line. Our poll question today is: Joshua going to do well? What's your name? What was the name he made up? What, what, what was that? We don't know what. It I, was. I think you're right, though. I think it's like a daisy chain. They get together and even decide what crank uh, things they're going to be calling in on that day. That's a very good job. We got our own little uh, fraternity out there. Mm-hmm. WQAM. Hello. Everybody hates George. Okay, good. Okay, but we hate you a hell of a lot more. WQAM, hello. Hello, Aurora. WQAM, hello. It's Clarence Wilson, WQAM. WQAM, hello. George, Neil said he would put my calls on. You are a wire. Thanks, Sonny. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's nothing greater than no greater oh. form of flattery than imitation, I'll tell you. We even got Gilbert Jr. now. That's good. <laughs> Actually, that was good. And, and had his material down, too. No, yeah. He, he's, he knows him like a, like a sick book. The Randy Roach Show would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. There we go. Let's, let's live in the past again. Let's turn the clock back. Back in the good old days, in the salad days, when Marcello used to bring by those salads with all the marshmallows and coconut in them. Oh, that's right. I forgot you don't like coconut. Ambrosia. Is that what it was? Right. Is that that's what that salad's called? Ambrosia? With the mandarin oranges, slices, and oh, yeah, marshmallows. Like yeah. No, not slices. Them little teeny tiny mandarin yeah, oranges. Chunks. Yeah, that's ambrosia. Not chunks. Chunks is what happens afterward. <laughs> Twenty-one till noon. Chunks is what happens at ten o'clock when you try to do the crossover when Hank's sitting on his fat ass in Tulsa and I'm sitting on my fat ass in Toronto. Oh, that was Can't special. hear anybody. That, that was really special. If you missed the beginning of the show today, boy, you should learn your lesson. Don't ever miss ten o'clock or nine fifty-six. And then, of course, Hank at that point he's like, uh, ah, but a beep, but you know, guess how to go make a hot bet, and he just ran out of the nine fifty-eight. So I think that we ought to get out at one fifty-eight, don't you? Give Gelly the extra two minutes. Just keep one fifty-eight. What's wrong with 12.58? Uh, so, like I said, 11.58 sounds good to me. Let's play some of the highlights from yesterday. Scintillating Marlins 7 to 5 win in Chicago to close out that series. 749 votes. We better get busy now. Hop on our poll, please. 749, 7.50 now. That's a nice number, 7.50. Isn't WSB in Atlanta 7.50? I don't know. Yes. Or is it 7.40? I don't know. Now, 7.40 used to be CBL in Toronto. They used to have Hockey Night in Canada Saturday night. 7.50. I don't even know what... I, I, you know something? If I couldn't begin to tell you. The Fan 590, I believe, is the sports station here. And then there's um, Mojo Radio. they got two sports stations. Mojo is 6.40. But I, I, I don't think I've turned the radio on more than twice in the time I've been here. I don't, I don't listen to the radio. Radio sucks. Yeah, it does. And of course, Leafs TV. I can watch that on. Uh, I can watch the uh, whatever the hell Leafs lunch. It's on TV twice, noon to two and three to five. I can watch it over again with Bill Waters and uh, Jeff Merrick. So why the hell do I want to listen to the radio? Seven hundred and fifty votes on the poll. Here's the deal: South Florida's best play-by-play sportscaster of all time, Rick Weaver, hundred and twenty-one. Wave those hankies, Rick. 
I hate this poll, 120. I hate sports, 98. We just hate, period. You know something? Let's add that. Okay. Let me change my vote. I hate, and then just like dot, 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 dot. I, I, or I just hate. I don't know how you want to word I'll leave it in your capable hand. I like that. I just hate. No, not eight. I just hate. <laughs> Joe Angel, 81. Sonny Hirsch, 57. Yeah, Sonny was a good guy, but there was a little something... Uh, you know, that's a true story. I, I told you that before about my first experience listening to Sunny on the radio. I was working on K-18, my first job in the market, 1976. I go mm -hmm. home to my little horrible apartment on Miami Beach. I lived there for like a month. Horrible. And I turn on the radio, and it's Sports Talk with Sunny, because I was doing 3 to 6 at that time. And it's 6.30, here's Sports Talk with Sonny Hirsch. And he's giving the score, the uh, 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 Red Sox. And, the, and I, I thought, there must be something wrong with my radio. No, no, look, I don't want to make fiddle it. with I mean, it? Did you try to tune it in better? I, and then I turned another station, and it was just as clear, clear as could be. And then I turned back to Sonny. He was still giving his sports like that. He had a little quadril problem. I never really did find out. And then he had an operation of some kind, and it, it, it would, like, come intermittently, come and go. Sonny was a good guy, but uh, not a great sportscaster. 57, though, for Sonny Hirsch. I guess that's, uh, we liked him. Bill Zimfer, 56. Mo Howard David, 38. We didn't like him, do, 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 but he uh, had his moments. Of course, with the Dolphins, he seemed to be a little bit confused, especially since they weren't the Jets. Dave O'Brien, 34. Book Shabby, the Bookster, Orangehead, 33. I thought he'd do better than that, wouldn't you? I well, that's thought. not his crowd. If they took the pull over across the street, he'd do better. Joe Zagaki, 17. Geldy, 15. Come on now. Mark Vandermeer, 13. Geldy is a better sports catcher than Mark Vandermeer? Oh, my God. Dave Halberstam, 12. Well, he got screwed over by that organization. Jeff Rimmer, 8. Free meals, a lot of them. Len Casper, 7. Jugs McDonald, 5. Looks like he didn't miss any meals. Dave Van Horn's only got 5, Josh. Your, your partner in crime there, Dave Van Horn. With a bad hairpiece, only 5. Jimmy Syphilis, he's got 5. Chris Moore on three. Mike Inglis finally got one. Must be the guy that uh, faxed that thing. And Dave Strader got one. And guess who doesn't have any, Josh? Who's that? In last place, 757, the TV voice of your Florida Marlins, Rich Waltz, has got the big... Oh! Wow. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? Sensational timing, too. It never dawned on me just before the release of MI3, too, you know. Just in time for time to be schlepping around in Rome and London, P Gay Perry, with all of his boyfriends over there. 
Not in any particular hurry, evidently, to come back and see uh, that bundle of joy, you know? Of course, you can probably relate to that. Hmm? Sorry? Nothing wrong with the bundle of joy. I just, I just wonder how they keep, uh, who, who it is, who's, who's, well, of course, it could be, uh, you know, artificial insemination, or I think could that bit had it right on, immaculate contraception. Or the aliens, since he believes in that. It might have been the aliens came down in those spaceships, right. and maybe they had that e-meter. Right, they got that probe. Right. And maybe they stuck it in somebody's... Rectum. Right. I got a great line for that, but uh-huh. I know, I know yeah. we get joist. Right. I'm positive. Just talk away. Exactly. 770 votes. We're going to be uh, close to 800 by the top of the hour. It's only coming up on the noon hour. Jesus, God, we got two more hours of this crap today? Holy. Of course, I still got my big pile. Thank God for all these fabulous calls so far, though. Killed off a couple of tremendously entertaining hours. Even had some guests <laughs> from the past with some controversial calls from the past. Wait till you hear this, though. That might explain some of these callers. Don't we get a lot of calls from cell phones? Yes, we do. Well, radiation from mobile phones affects the way the brain works, Australian researchers have discovered. Maybe that explains the factor. I could. Scientists from Swinburne University of Technology's Brain Sciences Institute in Melbourne, that's Melbourne, Australia, not Florida, found people's response times slow during a 30-minute mobile phone call, but their memory appeared to improve. The researchers conducted a series of psychological tests on 120 volunteers as they were exposed to mobile phone emissions for half an hour. Another set of tests was conducted on volunteers who were not exposed to mobile phone radiation but thought they were. The results, published in April's edition of, uh, I'm sure you read this every day, the journal Neuropsychologia, showed a small but discernible change in brain function among those who were exposed to uh, electromagnetic fields that mobile phones generate. The study showed evidence of slower response times for participants undertaking simple reactions and more complex reactions, such as choosing a response when there's more than one alternative, lead researcher Con Stowe said. This could equate to driving a car and being distracted by another car pulling out in front of you. The driver's reaction time to choose between braking, turning, or sounding the horn could be affected, albeit slightly. The study also found that radiation from mobile phones seems to improve working memory, used, for example, when remembering a phone number long enough to dial it. He said further work was needed using magnetic resonance imaging to clarify the way mobile phones alter the way the brain works. Father O'Toole wants to know if you can alter boys with it. I guess it depends on where you stick it. Stowe said further as yet unpublished research by his team suggested the impact of mobile phone radiation on the brain was cumulative. For, and here's, this is the bottom line. People, for instance, who use the mobile phone a lot seem to have more of an impairment than people who are more naive users, he said. I don't know what that means, naive users. I don't think that word is appropriate there. Well, that, that's what it says here. I think what it, more occasional users, uh, more naive yeah. it says. Who's I, being naive now? Okay. However, he stressed that the impact on brain function was small. The study did not find that mobile homes caused, uh, phones caused a health How about mobile homes causing a health problem, especially yeah, if you live in one? Or you live near people who do live in one. We haven't established there's a negative health consequence. That's a different type of study. He said, we're just showing that the radiation is actually active on the brain. The impairment is small, and yeah, just can govern yourselves accordingly, like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Five six seven oh five sixty. We're gonna get a million. We're gonna get a pound of sound out of this phone, man. Speaking of mobile phones, seven seventy six. Put a one in front of that, and you got a pretty patriotic sounding year, don't you? Sure do. Uh, makes you want to have a parade. Seven hundred and seventy six votes, and guess what? Rich Waltz don't have any. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Give the kid a break. He sounds like about a 10-year-old kid. Hey, Tommy, they're really uh, kicking ass here in Chicago, the Marlins. Here comes, uh, I don't know what this kid's name is. Here comes a guy. 
I, I, I just I hear stuff in this market, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, uh, wow. In fact, you know what I'm thinking to myself when I hear a, a lot of these people, what, what including do you think many on this station? You call this big market radio? Yeah, I think that very often. And then I look at that paycheck, and I think, well, who really cares? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Speaking of mobile phones, hey. yes, sir. Yeah, right. Exactly. It sucks. Metro PCS. Anyway, that, that caller before said, when is Josh going to uh, do Zach? Remember Zach from South Beach was after Josh? Not Kathy. Oh, Zach. Zach. Sounded, it sounded Zach? Like Kathy. It sounded like Kathy to me. I think he said Zach. Maybe he, said Zach. Maybe he said Zachy. Yeah, Josegaki. Maybe he even said Josegaki. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Josegaki sucks, okay? See, there you go. I think we just answered the dilemma. Thank you so much, sir. I'm glad that you... See, that's the kind of stuff we get a call about. This guy, if you ask him 80,000 questions about anything of... Anything, even minute importance, he has no response. But he can give you a song dance about when is Joshua going to do Zach. I forgot all about Zach, and I'm sure Josh has been trying very hard to forget all about him. Remember Zach? Yeah. Five six seven oh five. Maybe he's talking about Zach Krantz. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. In fact, I don't think anybody's going to be doing Zach Krantz anytime uh -huh. soon. Poor Zach. Is he still over there working on the Joe Rowe show? Yes, he is. On the Little Dog show, and then you got your Stu Gotts, and you got uh, all the other. And uh, who's some of the other folks? When's Donnie B going to show up over there? And Jason uh, Blouse, Blausbach, whatever his name was. Blausbog. By the way, I still got, hey, Jason, I still got your um, uh, tape, but I, I probably ought to throw it out because now I got it on DVD. Charshank. Mm -hmm. And I still right. am not going to watch it. I, I'll probably watch it someday. Watch Of Mice and Men. I'm not watching Of Mice and Men. Why? Okay? I'm not into mice. I don't know. It had nothing to do with mice. Well, then why is it called Of Mice and Men, for Christ's sake? Well, you oh, watch it, you'll understand. Well, maybe that's got something to do with it. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, let's get on the horn here, man. We got two hours here for you, for all your astute comments. Although we got to do this first. This is Neil Rogers. This is five sixty QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> Boris sure found a way to make the time pass up there. You can own Brokeback Mountain and watch it in the privacy of your own home. And your neighbors won't see you walk into the store and rent a video about two gay cowboys making sweet love. You don't go out there fish. You can download Brokeback Mountain on your hard drive, not your floppy disk. You just gotta have enough RAM and a broadband connection. Breaking it's time we start drinking yet. Download Brokeback Mountain today. And I'm kind of curious about the movie, but I don't want to go into Blockbuster and have people see me rent the dang thing.com. Look at that. We got 790, baby. 790 votes. Do you think there's something uh, symbolic there? And no. out of 790, almost 800 votes. Rich Waltz has still got oh. no votes. Is the best uh, sportscaster in South Florida ever. Even now, even recently, even like a week from Masukas, uh, never. Not doing too good, Rich. They hate you like poison. Don't take it personal. Don't be another Greg Budell. Don't get a uh, complex about it, unless you want to. 5670560, pound 560, the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You know what really upsets me? Seems like that? whenever you do that stupid signal test broadcasting. It's right in the middle of when you're reading a... Yeah, we know all about it. Nothing I can do about it. it Nothing I can do. They just... Uh, huh? Why does it never happen during the commercials? It better not. Yeah, oh, damn well better God. not. And it better never happen during anybody on the sports shows, because that's the important stuff. 
<laughs> it only happens oh, during this show, I guess. They program it in there. I, we, I can't hear it. I have no idea when it's going on. Well, thank you for the stories anyways. Okay, good luck to you. I'll right. need it. Okay, let's see. And it's probably a uh, right-wing plot. Some people have become, here's a, uh, Ed in Fort Lauderdale says, some people have become so desperate to find cheaper fuel for their cars, they've become making ethanol at home. They're pumping ethyl. There are dozens of websites explaining how to make ethanol from homemade stills. Now, you boys got yeah. a still up in there. We ain't got to tell nobody. I still got mine. Yeah. Remember that scene in the Deliverance? I'm sure you do. You boys got a still up here. Yeah, well, this boy said something about a steal. <laughs> he said, just stand still and drop them panties. Panties. Bill Sash, your owner of a Tennessee company, speaking of uh, Arkansas and the Rednecks, Tennessee company that sells ethanol stills and kits, said that once you're set up, it costs about 75 cents a gallon to brew your own fuel. Or it can move to Venezuela where it's 12 cents a gallon. Sasher said that with gas prices nationally closing in on three bucks a gallon, get closing in my ass. Over three bucks a gallon. Pretty soon it'll be closing on four bucks. They're up again today, by the way, ever so slightly. They're just creeping and creeping. Wait till that Fourth of July holiday weekend, man, when it's like a thousand bucks to fill up your tank. And you'll say, thanks a lot, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. Thanks for hooking up that long to that Iraqi oil field. Most cars can run on a mixture of ethanol and gasoline, and the new flex fuel cars can run on 85% ethanol or regular gasoline. So there you go. Just open up a steel in the backyard. You can cook some moonshine going and a little ethanol, too. That sound like a deal? Sure. Sounds like a real plan to me. Yeah, make get a steel going, then it'll be another excuse for them, the feds to come and drag your ass away. The revenues. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes, sir. I'm a former sponsor of deals, and I'd like to reminisce for something that happened 25 years ago to them. And what was that? What was that? Yeah. On WNWS, I think it was one of the last nights they were on Flagler Street. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is this to you? Who's this, Larry Mervis? You're right. What a memory, what? huh? Memory. Neil, I'm talking about the night that I think it was the last night that you were on Flagler Street at WNWS. Yeah. We came there to talk about your favorite subject, Medicare. And it was raining cats and dogs, and there was two inches of water on the floor. Right, that's right. The water was, uh, the sidewalk was warped in front of that building, and the water was, it was pouring like the end of the world. The water came underneath the door and into the building, and it was like uh, flooded through the whole area. And the people from Bell South were on their hands and knees crawling around to uh, hook, get the phones uh, cleaned out enough so we could get on the air. Although I will say this, the phones actually worked there, unlike this place. Pretty amazing. Well, if you remember, we pushed four desks together and sat on top of them. And yeah, I remember sitting there with my, in my bare feet. Well, I'm doing that right now, too. I, well, at least I wasn't sitting in my underwear then like I am now, but that's another story. Well, it's not raining, though. No, that's true. Not raining inside or even outside. But I just wanted to wish you well. That story, of course, goes back some 25 years. And I hope that even though you say you're not... Be on the air. I'd like to listen to you for another 25. Oh, I'm staying on forever, man, until they put my ass in a box. They want they want me to sign up till the year 2525. So. Well, the as long as they keep sending them checks, man, for this crap, I'll keep taking it. I told my wife the same thing. I told her when she puts me in the box, put the phone on the left side because I'm right-handed. There you go. Okay, Larry, take care of yourself. Okay, sir. See you. I like that, Larry Mervis. See, I even knew who it was. Boy, am I sharp or what? Sharp Very. as a matzo ball. I really am sharp as a marble. 
Larry Mervis. Don't get nervous. Call Larry Mervis. I should have asked him if he was still in business and given him a plug for his insurance company, but that would be that would be bad. He wasn't calling for that, or he would have said so. Nothing worse than people who want free plugs. You know what I mean, George? What I wonder you how your old friend Scott's doing from that sandwich joint. Speaking of sandwiches, I wonder how Jerry Whitner's doing at Whitner in that great broadcast studio in the sky. I wonder if he's still driving down the Ho Chi Minh Trail every night with that packing that piece in his uh, briefcase. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'll tell you one thing. I'm a survivor, man. Look at all these other. Every every now and then, I start thinking about all the people I worked with who are dead. It has this way of going around, man. Jerry Wichner, Jerry Williams, Bill Calder, Big mm-hmm. Wilson. I never worked with Big, but I knew him well. Had a few meals with him all at the same time. Mike Ranieri, Jim Harper, uh, Kyle Isley. Right. Keith. No, Keith, Keith, Keith Isley's dead? Oh, no, I don't Where, know. Where'd you get that? Dan Stewart? Dead people? Alan That's Burke? Right. Wow. Dick Casper? Mm-hmm. Tom Jicka? I mean, he's not officially dead, just brain dead. What is that? Charlie Kappas? Good golly, Miss Molly. Who are some of the other people who worked with? You must have a few. Yeah, half the people you named. No, but you must have some other ones. Oh, no, nobody oh, ever worked with Ann Bishop, but I mean. No, boy, I never, ha- never had the pleasure. She hated me like, I don't think I ever met her, but boy, she sure hated me. Actually, the, uh, the guy that trained me to be a DJ when I was 17, he died. He's dead. Who's that? You don't know him. It was in Montana. Well, Mike, but Mike Robertson. Hey, Mike Robertson, great voice impressionist. Talent wasted in that little town and uh, yeah. died of emphysema. Cigarettes, Boca Brian, smoking. Oh, Boca Great Brian's voice uh, talent. Puffing on them smoking pan- faggots, huh? I'm going to stop sending him money that he won't be able to afford to buy those faggots. It's like... Because it's like it's supply, like supply money for a druggie, you know? Yeah, speaking of faggots, he was one, too. And then they fall on the floor, you know, when they start uh, making gurgling sounds when you supply money for druggies. In fact, I sure hope Josh don't get no bad drug habit because, you know, with all this extra money he's making. I'm clean. Yeah, it's not what I heard. That's not what's happening. He only has good drug habits. No, no, none of the bad ones. Five six seven oh five sixty. Don't forget the big QM draft party this Saturday. I'm not going to read this liner anymore. I'm really tired of it, but you don't know what it is. It's at Hooters and Pembroke Pines. This Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Mad Dog's going to be there. Josie and Big O will be there, too, but, of course, who cares about them? Presented by Heineken. And go there and just get blitzed. The draft party. We love the Dolphins. They're going nowhere. They're not going nowhere. They're going nowhere this season, man. They're just going to be uh, sucking wind. WQAM, hello. Which means there are millions more over there across the street. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. What's up, buddy? This is uh, Vito from The Sopranos. Veal? Vito, Vito. Oh, Vito, yeah. What's up, buddy? What do you got, Veal? Uh, no, I uh, just wanted to know if um, you watch The Sopranos a lot. No, I don't ever watch The Sopranos. How's that? So get lost, fake Veal. So I wonder what ever happened to the Veal lady. Remember her? No. You don't remember the Veal lady? Vaguely. Oh, come on. That was... Uh, that you give you a hard time yeah, no, that was, that was in your time. I don't know. I don't remember and then, of course, there was always the uh, the, the uh, dingo lady, which right. I was desperately trying to find. She I think right. I like my bike. There she is. Dingo lady, the veal lady, who used to have mm-hmm. a nervous She was the vegetarian. She was the freak. She yeah. was all bent out of shape because I used to talk about how much I love to eat veal. I, mm-hmm. You know what? I still love veal. I'm, I'm not going to stop just because of that bitch. The dingo lady called not too long ago. Right. And, of course, the Peter. people, they can also go to hell. Oh, you're killing those poor little baby animals. Well, too bad. I like my veal. I like my steak. 
had a great dinner with Chris here in the Hilton Hotel a couple of weeks In fact, a week ago, um, Monday. Fantastic ribeye steak. Oh, man. Mmm. 5670560. Little on the expensive side. A little pricey, but no problem at all. Especially when you win all the big bucks. Of the... Oh, and I never got to ask Hank about when the hell those damn slots are going to start in South Florida. So tomorrow we'll see if we can. Is he still going to be doing from Tulsa? I would assume so tomorrow. I would assume. Well, I will, that's going to be real interesting to mm-hmm. see how that works out. Can't wait. I hope that somebody conveys him the message that we weren't shining him or anything. It's uh, just that uh, we could not communicate here on QAM where we're technically, we just can't do it. You know, you, you name it and we can't do it. In fact, remember that sign they used to have on the engineering door there? It said, oh, all the different things they do. We're broadcasting 24-7 and we're uh, broadcasting from abroad. And, oh, and now it's just a sign on there said, we can't do it. Just says dot, dot, dot. In other words, whatever it is, we can't do it. And they're right. WQAM, hello. Bones, Good, okay, we can't wait to see you. WQAM, hello, and by the way, we'll have a little something for us. I'll kick your ass. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You went to that Niagara Falls casino? Yeah. Did you try that restaurant where the all the waiters push your stool in for you? <laughs> Boy, that was new. <laughs> yeah, that was sure clever, wasn't it? Don't fall in now, by the way, next time. Speaking of Niagara, don't fall in. In fact, maybe he'll go on that uh, ferry ride. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon or Wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Thank you for repeating the news. You're welcome. WQAM, hello. QAM. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just to show you, that organization will get to you after a while, after 34 years. All these years of the big teases and all the big BS and the big hoopla and Jimmy and his Johnson and all the, and the brain stem and all this other crap. And now, of course, this Nick Saban guy, man. Talk about a, a BS slinger. But if, if you could sell BS by the pound, the Dolphin organization would be billionaires. I guarantee you that. In fact, all the sports organizations in town, there, there, there isn't a one of them that, that are like a bunch of straight shooters, so to speak. You've know, you got the, the Panthers that just got just want more money. I just looked it up, sent them almost three grand already, including playoff money for, ticket, for, for games that are never going to be played because there aren't no playoffs for them. And now they want another three grand toward next year's uh, season tickets, and it just never ends with them. Plus the fact they keep lying about the attendance. And if you do uh, get your season tickets, oh, listen, we've got 75 free tickets for every game if you want. And then you got the Dolphin organization, which I just got through explaining to you. Jimmy and his uh, bad hair. Same old BS. Every, and, of course, the Wanstead era. How's that coming? And the Marlins. Well, is there anything need to be said about them? No. Even with the two World Series, is, uh, even with that, it's still a mess. We want the stadium. We won the World Series. We want the stadium. Please give us some money. You know, just like they're no different than the beggars on the streets, except these people have got billions. That's the only difference. They, they got better suits, and they got, you know, they dress better, and they uh, don't hold a cup out. But other than that, and who am I leaving out? And then, of course, there's the, oh, yeah, Pat Riley and that slick down hair of his. And now that, the, you know, they had a good season, and all of a sudden, everybody's jumped on that bag. they got to have somewhere to jump. Phony baloney, man. So how's downtown coming? We haven't had one call extolling the virtues no, of downtown. No, you know, I'm waiting, though. 
In fact, I think that's what sparked off all of these crazy people. Today. Th- thank you for that fax yesterday. Was it Mitch? Because I didn't. I, Schmidt can't it again. Mitch from South Beach. Okay. Who can quote everything I say every day. He was telling me about how I was talking about Europe the day before. And and then he goes into a thing about, well, I'm glad your audience is uh, going down the tube. And nobody's hearing all this misinformation you give out. And all this other crap. Probably sleeping with Jimmy Syphilis, if you ask me. 12.13 at 5.60. Wouldn't be the first time. I've been telling you for years, speaking of sleeping, you call 1-800-MATTRESS whenever you need a bed. They can deliver within a two-hour window. They have knowledgeable bedding consultants and lots more. Here's another reason. Our friends at Dollar Mattress just got, for the third year in a row, the Better Business Bureau's Annual Torch of Excellence Award as the best in the business. Three years in a row that they won based on honesty, integrity, and ethics in all the markets they serve from Maine to Miami. Even in downtown Miami, they'll go to show you how daring they are. So many places you can buy a mattress, so many bedding and department stores where they sell you a lot of off-name brands and they really rip you off. So if you want to waste a lot of expensive gas, left it around town, you can do that. But if you want to do the smart thing like I've done for years, just make that one easy call. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you can be damn sure you'll be speaking with a company you can trust. Choose from Sealy, Cerna, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns and Foster Hewitt. Check out mattress.com online for all the styles and sizes and do what all the smart people do. Call the number one choice in bedding, dial a mattress. Just that one easy call. The easiest, it's a piece of cake, easiest piece of shopping, even a schmuck can do it. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Stupendous Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It's Stupid Miami Town. Absolutely. At 560-WQAM. Oh! conversation he was talking about as GM of KISS, our sister-in-law station, that he was very mm-hmm. familiar with our engineering department. Of course, mm-hmm. my question here now these several months later is then how come they're still working for us? 821 votes on the poll. Just think about it for about half a second. 821 votes. South Florida's best play-by-play sportscaster of all time. I'm not going to read the whole list again right now, but from the bottom up, the bottom feeders are with 10 votes or less. Jeff Reamer, only 8 and 8 and 8 and 8 and 8. Everything on the menu. 
and I paid for it. Uh, I just hate period seven. <laughs> we got that on there. I just hate. <laughs> I love it. Len Casper seven. Dave Van Horn seven. He's tied with the I just hate. Judge McDonald five. Jimmy Syphilis only five. Man, he is bad. Chris Moron four. Hot dog hop aboard. Dave Strader's got a pair. Mike Inglis has only got that one, so evidently nobody listens to the Heat games on radio, or he's not all that good. And Rich Waltz, out of 821 votes, guess how many he's got, Josh? Uh, zero? Don't, don't peek. Ah, uh, you looked. He's got the big... Oh! No, the jingles, we got the big eight. In fact, I might actually play one of those. The big eight! Golden. I kick your ass. Yeah. At any rate, the Big Eight was great, but now it's crap. That, that's radio for you, man. It used to be a great thing, you know? Just like those Slinkies. Remember, did you ever have a Slinky when you were a kid? Sure, several. Okay, Slinkies. Those used to be great, too. I bet you nobody buys those now. They're still around. They are? They sure. still have Slinkies? Different colors, made out of plastic, different sizes. Mm. Nothing worse than a stinky Slinky, like if your dog gets a hold of it. Fear of raid. Speaking of stinky, look at this. Fear of raid grips South Florida immigrant workers. Don't start any rumors now. Although I hear <laughs> panic gripped South Florida's panic, not just fear, but panic gripped South Florida's undocumented immigrant communities as rumors spread throughout the nation that immigration agents were conducting random raids, detaining people on the streets, in stores, restaurants, and shopping malls. So that's just the Gestapo making their rounds. Get used to it. From Homestead to Key Biscayne and Aventura, and from Pembroke Pines to Lake Worth, all of these bedroom towns. Potentially thousands of undocumented immigrants are staying home this week. Many fear venturing out of the streets lest they wind up to uh, deported, even though no evidence surfaced of widespread sweeps. Give them a broom and let's see what they can do. Maybe uh, Sean Canoni can round all these people up. This is the pillow that he hate what? Business managers throughout South Florida said they saw a dramatic drop in the number of immigrant workers showing up at work sites since Monday in Homestead. Where anywhere from two to three hundred workers wait on a street corner near Chrome Avenue every morning to be picked up by employers. Only a couple of dozen were spotted yesterday. Mario, an undocumented Guatemalan homestead who would not give his last name for obvious reasons. Maybe it was Mario Lemieux. Said he was afraid to go out since reports of immigration raids began over the weekend. I try to go find work in the morning, then I go straight home after I finish working, he said. Before, I'd go and do some shopping and get together with friends after some shopping. Dan Shaw, president and chief executive of the Associated Builders and Contractors in Coconut Creek, said more than 100 migrant immigrant construction workers had left work sites in Broward and other parts of South Florida and not returned since rumors began. In other words, they vamoosed. They got on the little red caboose and they vamoosed. This scared off immigrants at multiple work sites, Shaw said. See, once some little thing starts, like, then the rumors start going like crazy. Yeah, I hear they're going to be doing it every day. Forever. Even though immigration agents conduct operations and detain foreign nationals every day, they generally go after people wanted for crimes or those who have evaded deportation orders. Immigration Authority. Illegal alien in Canada and Miami. He hasn't called yet today, which I'm very disappointed about that. Just wait. No. Nevertheless, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to any more calls now. I've got, I got to get to my pile. It was oh, very geez. entertaining for a little while, but now I've got to dig into my pile, you know? You mean you don't want to hear from those same people all over again? No, I, I think four or five times each was enough. Although... <laughs> That was a little bit different today. That, that was, he's actually no, cut out a whole new, huh? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, he actually said something. Other than, Hitler, Hitler. Some immigrant rights activists worried that loud national debate over undocumented workers' futures left many nervous and easily spooked. Ooh. Opponents, they suggested, could be spreading rumors of raids just to scare workers away from political events. 
I honestly think it's psychological. <laughs> Stop now. I honestly think it's psychological warfare and retaliation against immigrants in application of the May 1 protest, said Jonathan Freed, in anticipation of those protests. Jonathan Freed of We Count at Homestead. Raid rumors are not limited to South Florida. Homeland Security officials said they were flooded with telephone calls around the country from the media and the public about the alleged random raids by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents. U.S. officials said they believe the rumor started after Homeland Security Secretary Mickey Chertoff last week announced a crackdown against employers who are undocumented foreign workers. See, <coughs> he slipped into Mickey. His announcement came coupled with the disclosure that ICE agents detained 1,187 unauthorized immigrants in 26 states, including 38 in Tampa. Oh, what a place. You know what they were picking in Tampa? Not lettuce, not uh, strawberries. You know what they were picking? Corn? No. Rectum. Oh. Then on Monday, ICE officials in Miami announced the biggest sweep of criminal and undocumented immigrants in Florida in a decade. A total of 183 people, including 43 convicted criminals, were detained in the Miami area and three other cities. Most of the immigrants, 130, about 30, man. had evaded deportation orders, but another 53 were detained because they were nearby with immigration. They just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when they found the alleged absconders. So, in other words, they just happened to be hanging around. Oh, well, let's grab you, too, while we're here, while we're at it, you know? Let's make it a, a package deal, speaking of poor Mike. Yeah, I'm thinking about so many of those people who died and then so many people who are still alive. You follow what I'm saying? That we could, like, swap them out uh -huh. for? For, for? For example, I don't want to, like, pick on them, but... Greg hates you. Oh, there would be one. Oh, God. Let's bring back Mike Ranieri and just uh, put Greg in the box. You've heard of the old Jack in the box. How about a Greg in the box? Sounds interesting to me. We better keep leaning on that pull now. I'm going to see if I ease off on it, because Josh isn't doing anything to help. He's still worried about Zach. Or uh, what was her name? Crack? Yeah, that's, that's it. right. Kathy with a crack problem. 835 uh, votes on here. We better get to uh, well over 900 by the top of the hour. It's going to be another one. I, I don't want, I'm, you know, I'm a little ill, and I'm making a nice recovery here from this flu. We got 842. So we should be able to... Oh, look at that. George Clooney talking about Sudan and Darfur. Get out of there already, you jackass. Go make another stupid-ass movie, okay? Go make another Syriana movie. Just like everybody's supposed to be watching this, uh, you know, this uh, flight, uh, whatever the hell movie it is. What is it? 93. And they keep whipping up, oh, well, this is how it was. No, it is not how it was any more than The Temptation of Christ or whatever that, that Mel Gibson... What was the movie by Mel Gibson? The Passion. The Passion the of the Christ. The Latin of the Christ. Yeah. And then the Pope says, the last Getsky, the one that croaked there, they were schlepping around on that slab. Oh, it is as it was. Yeah, because he says so. That's how it was 2,000 years ago. And this is how it was with all those phony cell phone calls that supposedly all managed to get through from 37,000 feet in the air, which it doesn't work, period. Isn't it amazing? All Every call got through. Isn't that something? That's something. Yeah, a miracle is what it is. And I'm going to say it again, this crap about the, the big hero there. He said, let's roll. He didn't say let's roll. They even got it on the tape now. He said roll it. He was talking about the food cart. They were trying to jam their way to the cockpit and get it open again to get those lunatics out of there. Roll it. Not let's roll. That's what George always says. Let's roll it. Right? Or let big somebody battles. else. 28 past noon. Well, when you're a big radio star, you have somebody else roll it for you. That's right. I buy it. They roll it. And that's exactly right. And Sigourney Weaver goes out and buys the good stuff. <laughs> or tries to. Thank it, baby. Itchy nipples. Here what causes that itchy nipples. Like a biting man. Itchy nipples. 
Five at five sixty WQM eight hundred and fifty three votes and Rich Walsh has got guess how many Josh zero right absolutely, absolutely correct, correct sir. sir none Mike Inglis has only got one that's the guy who faxed him in who evidently uh, wants a date Dave Strader too although he said he's seen him uh, in the arena he looks like a schlub but he's great on the air well I guess nobody listens to the Heat games on the radio certainly nobody listens to the Marlin games on the radio it's kind of tough to listen nice, to basketball on the radio a nice siesta I beg your pardon. It's kind of tough. You ever hear Johnny Most who did the Celtics games? Of course, yeah. He was on the radio. I know. He was great. If you were a Celtics fan, I hated him like poison because I hated the Celtics, but he was a great announcer. He was Rob. Hamilton stole the ball. He he was great. He was kind of like a uh, forerunner to Scott Farrell, only he was really a great play-by-play announcer as opposed to Farrell who just was make-believe. By the way, I'm not going on your show, Scott, so leave me alone. Not going on your show to discuss hockey or hockey training or anything else. I, I get four hours, uh, you know, I get paid when I'm on here. Anyway, this story you're going to love. Dana Milbank, not really, no, no relation to Dana Bash. Is she still, they still put that pinhead on there, the uh, shrunken head on with uh, Lou Dobbs since you watch that every night? I don't watch Lou Dobbs. Yeah, she's more on the situation room. than. Anything. I am so sick and tired of that whole, you know, the, the, you know what it's like? It's like the boy who cried Wolf Blitzkrieg. Just over and over. and It would be like if I came on and talked about the same damn thing every day for 30 years, for Christ's sakes. After the first 20 years of it, people get a little... Even now as it is with all the different things we talk about, they still are getting up. Uh, it's ponderous, man. Although another five or ten years of this would be good. Just keep saying... No shows, just send the checks. How's that sound? All right. Just keep, just keep sending the checks. That's going to be the new contract that Norma's working out. How'd you come out on that, by the way? Have you got that I thing? No, no, I haven't gotten that thing. You know, it goes over to the West Coast where they uh, sit on it and wait for it to hatch. Well, I got news for you. I'm not going to consider extending my deal until they get you guys uh, signed, sealed, and delivered, okay, as Peter Frampton would say. So right. I'm not going to consider extending till uh, 2525. You know, all this talk, talk is easy. Get off your ass over there and do something. See, they can never do anything that is, as you know. They always have to drag it out. And in addition to which, I don't know why they drag your thing out, because it's retroactive to the first of the year anyway. So no matter how much they stall, the old stall routine ain't going to save them any money. No, but... No, it's just for aggravation's sake, because they like to treat everybody like crap. They have a and pace that they operate at. I see. Slow, like the tortoise. Anyway, Dana Milbank in the Washington Post writes, you're going to love this story. This is beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Gas prices have gone above 3 bucks a gallon again, and that means it's time for another round of congressional finger-pointing. Since George Bush and Dick Cheney took over as president and vice president, gas prices have doubled. 
charged Senator Barbara Boxer, Democrat of California, standing in an Exxon station on Capitol Hill where regular unleaded hit 310. They're too cozy with the oil industry, she said. Then she hopped in awaiting Chrysler LHS 18 miles a gallon, even though her Senate office is only a block away. Senator Chuck Schumer, Democrat of New York, used a Hyundai Elantra to make the one-block journey to and from the gas station news conference. He posed in front of the fuel prices and gave a thumbs down. Get tough on big oil, he demanded of the Bush administration. Couldn't walk the block. By comparison, Senator Maria Cantwell, Democrat of Washington, was a model of conservation. She told a staff, idling in a jet, to leave without her, then ducked him to a sushi restaurant for lunch before making the journey back to work. She walked. What a hmm. concept. Oh. oh, I wonder if Greg was in that sushi restaurant. I hear it's the best in the city, Greg. Oh, sorry. At about the same time, House Republicans were meeting in, Capitol, in the Capitol for their weekly caucus. Topic A, gas. The house driveway was jammed with cars, many idly, including eight Chevy Suburbans that get 14 miles a gallon. America may be addicted to oil, as your president puts it, but America's in the denial phase of this addiction, as evidenced by the behavior of its lawmakers. They've proposed all kinds of solutions to high gas prices, taxes on oil companies, domestic oil drilling, releasing petroleum reserves, but they ignore the obvious that Americans drive too much in too big cars. Senators were debating war spending bill yesterday, but the subject invariably turned to gas prices. Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid, Democrat of Nevada, engaged his deputy Dick Durbin of Illinois in a riveting colloquy. Is the senator aware that the L.A. Times headline reads today, Bush proposals viewed as a drop in the bucket? I'm aware of that, Durbin replied. Senator Pete Domenici, Republican of New Mexico, responded with an economics lesson. Oil is worth what people pay for it, he argued. Senator Hillary Clinton sounded the alarms. Were one accident or one terrorist attack away from oil at least $100 a barrel? Senator Lisa Murkowski, Republican of Alaska, made a plea for conservation. We have to move quickly to increase our oil efficiency, she urged. But not too quickly. After lunchtime vote, senators emerged from the Capitol for the drive across the street to their offices. <laughs> Senator John Sununu, Republican of New Hampshire, hopped in a GMC Yukon, 14 miles a gallon. Senator Jim DeMint, Republican of South Carolina, climbed aboard a Nissan Pathfinder, 15. Senator Ben Nelson, Democrat of Nebraska, stepped into an eight-cylinder Ford Explorer, 14. Senator Diane Feinstein, Democrat of California, disappeared into a Lincoln Town Car, 17. Senator Ted Kennedy met up with an idling Chrysler minivan that gets 18. Next came Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, greeted by a Ford Explorer XLT. On the Senate floor Tuesday, Menendez had complained that Bush remains opposed to higher fuel efficiency standards. Also waiting, three Suburbans, a Nissan Armada V8, two Cadillacs, and a Lexus. The greenest... Uh, Senator was Richard Luger, who was picked up by his hybrid Toyota Prius 60 miles a gallon at a quadruple the fuel efficiency of his Indiana counterpart, Evan Bayh, who was met by a Dodge Durango V814. As a political matter, Democrats clearly sense they have the advantage in high gas prices. Judging from the number of speeches and news conferences, the cost of Republican corruption when it comes to energy is hitting home very clearly for the American middle class House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi exalted yesterday morning. In the meantime, they're sucking up the gas, man, like it's uh, coming out of the sky. A sampling of senators and staff cars parked along Delaware Avenue uh, Northeast found that those displaying Democratic campaign bumper stickers had a somewhat higher average fuel economy 23 miles ago than those displaying GOP stickers 18. <laughs> Isn't that very significant? Yeah, yeah. A fuel efficiency rating couldn't be found for the 1970s Volkswagen thing owned by Senator Richard Burr, Republican North Carolina. Probably the one that Ted Bundy drove. Remember his bug? Mm-hmm. Maybe lawmakers are starting to learn, it says, when GOP senators had a lunch Tuesday a couple of blocks from the Capitol, many took cars. Senator John McCain emerged from the lunch looking for a ride when he spied the Washington Post's Shayla Murray. 
Reconsidering, he said, on the foot. I need the exercise, he said. Yeah, as soon as he saw a reporter from the post, all of a sudden he started needing exercise real bad. Make that jaw go back. Make that cheek go back down. Can you imagine if Jerry Lewis would have got the mumps a couple of years ago? Oh, my. How would you know? 870 votes. Don't be slacking off on this poll. And, by the way, Rich Waltz is consistent. May may not be good, but he's still got the big... Oh! This is Neil Rogers. You're doing it, Rich. This is 560 QAM. She's beautiful. Oh, he's on fire right now. She's a smoking little pistol, isn't she? Really, though, we're just like any other couple. They're the latest hot couple in Hollywood's eyes. Even better than the Dewey and the Ashton Surprise. Brad said we're just friends till he got between her thighs. And now she's with child and her name's Angelina Jolie. Their sex at that hotel really caused quite a fervor. She was screaming so loud that the staff overheard her. They called the police and they all did agree. You'd best bring a muscle if you bang Angelina Jolie. Oh, Brad put Jen on the shelf. He kicked her to the curb. And he picked up the mill. But now badly scoring That horny Tomb Raider's been worldwide A-hungering Oh, Brad doesn't mind the baby Looks a bit Chinese It's like joining The U.N. moving in with Angelina Jolie Where were the kids? I saw them to the lady across the street She always said how much she liked them When we have both of the kids When are you going to find time to ignore your kids? Our kids are really Tracked. Are you already, kids? Yay! Yay! They sold them for all improvement money, I guess. 1248, 800 and uh, what do we got? 881? Is that what it says on that poll? 881. We better get to over 900 by the top of the hour. We're going to go through another one of those, uh, oh, down to the wire things. I don't want to do that today. Do you? Uh. I don't like that. And, of course, it is very important we get to 1,000 votes by two on our poll every day because uh, I don't know why. Because I said so. How's that? All right. And Josh agrees because it adds a little, I don't know, like it's like a little challenge, you know? Yeah. I'd have like a little challenge. It's like trying to try to slap uh, Dave Van Boring on the back during the middle of a Marlins game and, and wake him up and, you know, make him a little more animated. Which is why Josh ain't doing the job anymore because he tried it numerous times and never worked. Here's a story you're just going to want to puke from. Oh, God. A nine-month-old boy was killed today, this morning, in Delray Beach. After his father bashed him onto the hood of a car, then threw him into a canal during a domestic dispute, police say. Okay. Isn't that charming? Yeah, lovely. Here's what police said happened early this morning. Charles Edward Tyson, 20, and his partner Sharnika, Shamika Mosley, 17, and the baby, Charles Edward Tyson, Jr., were driving from West Boca Community Hospital, their home in the 1300 block of Southwest 2nd Street. It wasn't immediately known why the couple was at the hospital. Police said the couple began arguing, and Mosley was accused of infidelity. 
The argument escalated, and Tyson threatened to kill the baby. Maybe it's just a bad name, that Tyson thing, huh? Maybe. At Linton Boulevard and Congress Avenue, Tyson threatened to throw the baby out of the window. Mosley, who was driving, talked him down. A short time later, on the 700 block of Southwest 17th Ave, as Mosley slowed the car, Tyson again threatened to throw the child out of the window. The car stopped. This time, police said he tossed the baby out the passenger side window into the dirt. Mosley got out, ran to the baby. Tyson and Mosley struggled. Tyson grabbed the baby by one leg and swung the child at the hood of the car, police said. The impact was so hard it dented the hood of the car. Mosley wrestled the child away and put the baby in the back seat of the car, but Tyson jumped in behind the wheel and took off. At the Lawson Bridge over the C4 Canal west of Congress, police say Tyson stopped the car and took the baby out and threw him into the canal and then drove away. He returned to Mosley and told her what he did. She began screaming so hysterically that people in the neighborhood called the police. It was 2.52 in the morning this morning. Within a short time, police and firefighters found the baby floating in the water about 10 feet offshore, about 300 feet south of the bridge. That's floating in the water as in dead. At 3.21 a.m., police went to the Tyson-Mosley home. Tyson exited the house telling police, take me to jail. At 4.02, doctors at Delray Medical Center pronounced the baby dead. That one of the most charming stories you've ever read in your life? Forced sterilization, baby. I'm telling you right now, you people laugh. think I'm joking about that. Forced <laughs> sterilization. Okay. Think what you want. That's the only hope. No, you can think what you want. It's like never going to happen. I understand that. But I'm, look, people always say, well, give us the answer. I've been giving you the answer for years now, but you're just, uh, ha, ha, ha. Okay. This business of uh, people reproducing like rabbits, you know, as you know, it doesn't take like any great uh, skill. No. It doesn't take no great skill. Sometimes it might give you a little thrill, but then uh, everything goes downhill. 886 votes on a poll. Uh, we damn well better get those other 14 by the top of the hour. I want to, like, breathe real easy during that one to two hour. I can't believe I actually got through yesterday and today, you know. I got up this morning. I had every intention because I, I was laying there in bed. And I heard the fax machine puking, so I knew that you were already there because Josh would never be there at that hour, and, and I don't blame him. But I thought, well, George is there today. I could go in there and tell him, hey, you're on today. We covered four yesterday. It's my turn. You know, right. Basically. You could have. I don't want to do that. Good. I don't no, want you to do like, that. Huh? I don't want you to do that. I don't like uh, being one of those. Uh, and, of course, there's no way of knowing because I'm a long ways away. I could be sick right. like one, two days a week, you know. I've worked with people like that who are always out sick. And then there were people you worked with who you wished they would have been sick like Rick Riley. But that, that's your thing, you know. Yeah, my thing. Former Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev, that's the old grape stain man, urged the world's biggest industrialized nation to set up a $50 billion fund to support solar power, warning that oil or nuclear energy were not viable energy sources for the future. Gorbachev, who chairs an environmental think tank, Green Cross International, called on leaders of the Group of Eight industrialized nations to invest in renewable energy sources in a statement marking the 20th anniversary of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Oh, my God. What about... Three Mile Island. Why don't we like uh, commemorate that? Because nothing actually happened. Well, but it could have though. It, was, it could have, but it, it was going to be really bad. I mean, every celebrate. It, it yeah. failed as bad as it could, and yet nothing happened. Death of John Lennon, the death of Elvis, the King, twenty years after Chernobyl. Oh, you know, the assassination of President Kennedy. We're very big on commemorating dates, you know, and, and then we just keep doing the same crap over and over again. As leader of the Soviet Union in 86, Gorbachev led the immediate response to the world's worst nuclear disaster, which led to at least 4,000 deaths and sent a radioactive cloud over parts of Europe. 
The Green Cross proposals were contained in letters sent to leaders of the group of eight industrialized nations who were due to meet in Russia in July. Some of the proposals reported last week in the Financial Times. The idea reflects our vision of a way of helping the energy impoverished in the developing world while creating concentrations of solar energy in cities that could be used to prevent blackouts, Gorbachev said. He turned out to be a pretty good guy, this guy, Gorby. Remember the old Gorby grape stain? People are kids right. were like, huh? Pink them on their forehead. And now that I got my hair all sliced off, I could like paste one on. I got all forehead up there now. I could paste a big Yeah, but make it in the on. shape of something like, you know, butterfly or bird. Or... Butterfly would be good. Butterflies are free. Gorbachev said that nuclear power doesn't add up economically, environmentally, or socially. Nuclear power neither is the answer to modern energy problems nor a panacea for climate change challenges, he said. <clears throat> Green Cross said nuclear technology requires huge amounts of initial capital, while decommissioning plants is hugely expensive and costs continue to be incurred long after the nuclear power station is closed. Direct subsidies to nuclear energy in the U.S. totaled $115 billion between 1947 and 1999, with another $145 billion in direct subsidies, according to the non-governmental agency. It said they dwarfed those spent on solar or wind power. The G8 brings together Britain, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Russia, and the USA. Good old Gorby. I say let's bring it. Let's get rid of Bush and put Gorbachev in there. Right. right. I think that's a, a sensational idea. Sure. Well, let's just get rid of uh, Poontang over there and put Gorby back in. Sounds good. Sounds like a capital idea to me. Rootin' tootin'. Now we're gonna make that. Uh, don't forget that big draft party Saturday. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm I'm tired of it. And I'm sure if I'm tired of talking about the audience, is tired of hearing that promo. You know. Big thing Saturday. It's at the uh, Hooters in uh, Pembroke Pines. Mad Dog, Joe Z, the Big O, who is always rock solid, 893. We'll have it. We'll have it licked. We'll have the 900 by the top of the hour. And then you'll see the votes coming in in big, huge chunks, just like they did for Bush in Ohio there in those last couple of hours. Remember that? Oh, yeah. All the uh, exit polling. Oh, Kerry won. Kerry's the next president. Oh, not so fast. <laughs> We're going to call our buddy over at Diebold, man, saying, I'm Diebold over, over here. And all of a sudden, just when you thought that he was in, they pulled him back. It was kind of like reverse of Godfather 3. Just when you thought Kerry was in, they pulled him back out. How's that? That uh -huh. was a good line. See, you're always poo-pooing Godfather 3. I'm glad that Josh now is there to stick up for me on it. There were a lot of great lines in there. Yeah, usually from the first two. He never, did he say that in the first two? I, I don't no, think he ever said that. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He's, he's so damn good when he wants to be, huh? Al Pacino, he's been in a lot of crap. And thank God you never saw and never will see Kuma! the scent of a woman. Man, you, you can smell that one a mile away. This is Neil Rogers. Smells like it came from Black This is 560 QAM. Not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. Absolutely. Scientologist that turned out to be a hypocrite. You damn right. Who is the dude that gets mad when they put down some food? Can you dig it? Who's the cat that's making fun of every other religion? Right on. This is Chef, this one brainwashed mother. I'm talking about Chef. Then we can dig it. He's a two-faced blowhard, but no one understands him but I'll run hover. Chef. I kicked your ass. 
believe me, but I do believe that's just ass. It's 101 at 560 WQM. It's our gigantic one to two hour. It's our Gildy uh, warm-up hour. Gildy two to four. Oh. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more of Gildy. Oh, my God. Uh, we got 906 votes. We got the 900 mark top. We should be okay, right? Okay. When you think we're okay? Okay. Okay. And the good news is Rich Waltz, out of over 900 votes, he finally got one. <laughs> Either a relative, maybe Mrs. Waltz, or maybe a sympathy vote, you think? Or maybe both of these. Right. Very sad. Although, you know, best of all time, that covers a lot of people, you know. Maybe they think he's pretty good. But he sure as hell ain't no uh, Jimmy Syphilis, for example. Heck of a job on those Dolphin games, by the way, Jimmy. Not. I hope those guys don't lose another uh, three and a half, four million on the Dolphins this season. Wouldn't that be bad? Because e even with all the money that they've got over there, the Feinberg family, it's just there probably has to be a limit to the amount of uh, red ink that they're willing to swallow over there. And next Tuesday morning, they can, you know, they can do all the cranking that they want. The fact is, next Tuesday morning, you just wait. Because in this particular case, it, you know, this, this station's already we've already uh, shown their stuff. You know, with Mad Dog and Hank, and of course we're we're still uh, doing okay here. But what, what do they got? You know, if they keep doing the ones and the twos, it's just a matter of time, and it's going to be bye-bye. It's going to be like RFX, Fox Sports Radio, all over again. Or it's going to be like the fan, 1980, on a radio dial all over again. Maybe they can get more testes Estrada back on. Speaking of radio, which is as alien from QAM as anything I can think of, David Lenahan. Remember we had that story about the guy that got fired at it in St. Louis? Okay. David Lenahan, who was dismissed in March from KTRS St. Louis after using the word coon, during a conversation about U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice and her potential credentials for the job of NFL commissioner, returned to the air this week on News Talk KRMS AM. Oh, it must be the MS, KRMS, in Osage Beach, Missouri, a one-kilowatt, that's a 1,000-watt station located in the southwest of Jefferson City. Kind of a little puddle jumper radio station, kind of like the light bulb. The Kansas City Star reports that Lonely Hand will host the 4 to 6 p.m. slot on the station for the next two weeks. KRMS owner Dennis Kloutzer told the newspaper that he spoke to Lenahan about the potential full-time job at his station, but he reports the talk host wants to remain in St. Louis, where he also does postdoctoral research in spinal cord injury at Washington University. Lenahan, who has apologized several times for his rice remark and said he misspoke while trying to say the word coup, C-O-U-P, told the star, I'm just down here getting back behind the mic. You have to learn from things and move on, he said, as in moveon.org. Kind of, I, I don't know, it just seems hard to put the two together. You know, a guy who's doing, doc, he does postdoctoral research in spinal cord injury at Washington University, and he went on the air at KTRS in St. Louis and said coon instead of coo. Somehow that, the pieces of that puzzle don't fit together in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Well, people misspeak all the time. Yeah. Like if you were to say kind of loser, that would be bad. Like that. That's Dr. Rice to you. Yeah, yeah. American rapper Snoop Dogg was in police custody today after being arrested with five other men following a disturbance at London's Heathrow Airport, a police source be saying. Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> playing the puke sound for like you've ever heard this. I kick your ass. I'm thinking, look, I kick your ass. A 34-year-old star from a member of the notorious... Might as well have been. Scotland Yard said seven police suffered minor injuries, including a fractured hand, after they were called to the airport at around 6 o'clock last night to deal with a disturbance involving some 30 people. About 30, man. In a British Airways business lounge. Members of the group became abusive, said a police spokesman, after officers told them to reclaim their baggage. 
Six members of the group, all aged in their 30s, About 30, man. were subsequently arrested on suspicion of violent disorder and affray. Whatever that is, affray, the spokesman said. Dog, whose real name is Calvin Brodus, became one of rap's biggest stars after his debut album, Doggy Style, topped the charts in 1993. Is that Doogie Style? Dog and the other men, all Americans, were taken to two West London police stations where they were held in custody. Media reports said, thank God the Brits aren't rowdy like that, especially during soccer games. Right. Media reports that Dog was waiting for a flight to Johannesburg in South Africa. British Airways spokesman told the Daily Mirror, there was an incident involving a group of passengers at our lounge where some passengers were rude and abusive to our staff, and that's something we don't tolerate. We ain't going to put up with that kind of crap, even if he do sing some pretty good rap. And he also, he also told the Brits, I kick your ass. Yeah. I think they weren't buying it. <laughs> By the way, thanks again, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. Oil companies reject price gouging accusations. They're making record profits. Put these pieces of this puzzle together. Record unbelievable profits. $8 billion net profit for Exxon in the first quarter. And they say they're not gouging the public. Does that, does that piece fit in your puzzle? Did right. you do puzzles when you were a kid? Yeah, when I was a kid. I guess everybody did. You ever did? Probably Josh is still doing them. Oh, yeah, I'm things. doing one right now. He's, Are you? he's puzzling. The QAM he's put, puzzle. Yeah. He's putting that uh, Zach puzzle together. Watch out for the real big piece there. Where it's Wrecked him. 912 votes on our poll today. It's a pretty, uh, you know, conclusive, I would say. South Florida's best play-by-play sportscaster of all time is. I hate this poll, 151. The hate wins again. Oh, I hate all over the place here. Rick Weaver, 138. He was great, 138. But they hate. I hate sports, 106. Joe Angel, 102. Boy, they made a bad mistake there when they screwed him over. He was, he was good. He put, he put something in. Well, you know, he was like alive and enthusiastic and had his own cornball cliches, you know, put it in the wind column. But at least he, you know, had some personality as opposed to that current stiff we got. Bill Zimfer, 67. Sonny Hirsch, 65. Mo Howard David at 47. He would have gotten more votes if he wouldn't known the names of the players. And it wouldn't wear that Jets outfit at the games all the time. That was bad. Bad form. Luke Shambi, 41. Dave O'Brien, 40. Screw you, Dave. Go away. Remember the time they brought him in on my show on IOD that one day? No. You don't? No. No, you just blocked My, my brain mind. filter catches Yeah, me. I wouldn't blame him. What an ego. Eric Reed, who talks through his teeth, the TV voice of the heat. He's got 26. Don't forget, S stands for... Uh, Joe Zagaki, 25, who desperately needs that personality transplant soon. Geldy, 17, just needs a vocal cord transplant. Maybe we'll get like a group growth, a group operation. Maybe the same doctor that performed the operation on Moe's hairpiece could do those operations. You think? Maybe. Maybe supposed Let's to check it out. One, two, three. Oh. Dave Halberstam, 16. Mike, Mark Vandermeer, only 14. I guess they forgot about him. He was very good. Yes, they he do was. sports. And a good guy. He was what? And a good guy. He was a good guy, but his wife was a real pain in the ass. Remember, she was always uh, nope. behind my back. How come the Rogers always picking out Joe Zagaki? I think maybe she had a thing for Joe. Was that his wife? I thought that was Rimmer's wife. No. Mark Vandermeer's wife. Rimmer's wife. What did she care about Joe Zagaki? Rimmer's wife was all bad out of shape because of the fact that you were always picking on him. Yeah. And me and me too. I'm going to do it again. I just hate period of 13. Just hate dot, dot, dot. Just hate. Jeff Rimmer, nine. Isn't it interesting that he follows, I just hate, dot, 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 Jeff Rimmer, nine. Len Casper, seven. Dave Van Horn, only seven. How many seasons now? What is it? About four or five he's been doing the Marlins games on this station? Josh? Um, this will be his... Five. Six. Six? Yes. He, he's just doing one vote a year, a little bit better than that. Boy, that's, that's not too impressive to me. 
Dave Van Horn, 7. Coma Man. Judge McDonald, 6. Fuddy Duddy. Even when he was, like, not 100 years old and uh, he could see something back in the Islander days, he still always sounded the same. He was really uh, upset when I called him. He, he was in the car with Rimmer one day, and I said he's an old hack. Very upset. But you know what he was? What? Old hack. I, I just never liked him. I mean, you know, he might, uh, I don't know. He might be a good guy. Rimmer said no, but he might have been a good guy. But he just, to me, was just uh, never, never very uh, good. Jimmy Syphilis 5. I mean, that's just my opinion, Jugs. Don't, don't take it personal. I mean, you're going to be, you know. In the nursing home pretty soon, anyway. Jimmy Syphilis, five. Chris Moron, four. Dave Strader, four. Mike Inglis has got one. Speak it in English, baby. Speak it in English. You want to live it? Who did more for South Florida, okay? People are speaking English or pick a pick it upon, yeah? Mike Inglis, uh, one. And Rich Waltz finally got one. Out of 916. Better keep your eye on that total, man. I want to make damn sure we get to that. So look at that. I just refreshed it. Still 916. You people got a lot of work to do on NeilRogers.com. Don't just sit back resting on your fat ass or your laurels, okay? And what is that? What does that mean, resting on your laurels? I know it's supposed to mean resting on what you've done in the past, but right. I mean, a laurels are racetrack in Maryland, but what are laurels? You know, laurels are those things that they place on your head, like the ancient Greeks, like around Caesar's head. Oh, like Jesus' head? No, <laughs> those are different laurels. Oh, they placed around Julius Caesar's what? Rectum. Yeah. Was that before or after he got stabbed? During. Oh, I see. Nine seventeen. You see that the votes are pouring, and there's Susan Collins again. The organization. She's almost as whiny as Wolf Blitzkrieg. I'm sure glad that I got you tuned into uh, Turnology. I just dropped all my stories on the floor. Uh -oh. Turned out of Lou Dobbs because now you get a chance to see the Situation Room and see uh -oh. just how pedantic Wolf Blitz. And, and they consider him to be the uh, cat's meow. You know, he's the he's the big cheese wolf. Yeah, on CNN. Why do you think he's on there in prime time? All right. And then even after Lou Dobbs, he comes back again in the situation room. He's a cadaver. He is pathetic. Not to mention, of course, a card-carrying Nazi. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Check out those boots. Howard David's a bitch. Absolutely. Why did he attack us? What the hell did we do? To keep us while we are hanging.
118 at 560. WPM Geldy coming up at 2 o'clock. That's why it's, uh, we're a little tough to maintain our momentum here today. Our momentum. You know what I'm saying? 930 votes. 900 how many? About 30, man. So we got 70 to go. We still got some work to do, you folks out there. You better uh, hop on that, baby. 931. There's another one. Rich Wall still has only one. 931. We need 69 votes in 42 minutes. It should, we should be able to do that, but uh, you never know with this crowd. Here, this from the uh, Charlotte Observer, because I know you're all whipped up about those lacrosse players. <laughs> Father of the accuser in the rape case involving Duke University lacrosse player said his daughter was raped at it with a broomstick during a party last month. And that explains the defense lawyer's claims that no DNA from the players was found on her. Well, shouldn't they start looking for, like, splinters, maybe? Maybe. That's not how you do it. Oh. The woman's father, appearing on MSNBC's Rita Cosby Live and Direct Tuesday night, Said his daughter told him that when three team members raped and sodomized it at her, they also used a broom. The father said he learned about the broom from, the, uh, from others, and then she said, it's a good thing her name isn't Hilda, you know. Oh, that's bad. It is bad. It was very insensitive and obnoxious, and I'm really glad I said it. father said he learned about the broom from others, then said uh, she told me afterward because she didn't want me to know that part. He said, well, it's not that I'm insensitive, but I just, uh, I don't know how the media picks and chooses, you know. First of all, nobody gives a crap about lacrosse. That's number one. Secondly, there are women getting raped brutally every day in America, all over North America, and all over the world, and nobody seems to give a flying crap about any of those women. Yeah, they weren't raped by the <coughs> lacrosse team. Oh, I see. But like I said, nobody cares about lacrosse. If would have been the football team, then you got another story. Durham civil rights activist Victoria Peterson told the Observer on Wednesday that an investigator in the case told her the woman had been sodomized with an object. He didn't say a broom, just an object, said Peterson, who's become a friend and advised of the woman's family since the party. He told me she wasn't just raped at it, she was terribly sodomized at it. When reached by the Observer on Wednesday at his home, the woman's father said he was leaving for a doctor's appointment and couldn't talk. Defense lawyers for the players were not available and didn't return phone calls for comment. Police officials also are mum. In papers filed with the court, police who searched the Buchanan Boulevard house where the party occurred made no mention of seizing a broomstick. And a broomstick was not among the items police said they wanted to seize when they applied for the search warrant. The woman's father also said in a TV interview that his daughter had considered dropping the case because of the immense pressure from all the attention and public debate. She has talked about it. As a matter of fact, she told me it was getting to be too much on her. The father said she couldn't take it. So far, she's still hanging in there tough. Peterson said she's spoken with the accuser twice and found her under great duress. She's depressed. She's crying. She needs help. This lady is out of it, he said. He's a civil rights activist. And, of course, this must be a racial thing because she's black. And, naturally, there are no black uh, lacrosse players. So we know that lacrosse players were very lily white. There's one of them, I understand. There was one black lacrosse player? That's what I heard. I didn't see him. I believe if there was one, we haven't seen him. He was the one guy who wasn't tested. Because oh, I see. Well, I mean, <laughs> because she said it was all white guys. There you go. So it's got to be a racial thing. Just like Susan Smith. Remember when those uh, black guys kidnapped her kids? Just the one, yeah. What? Just the one what? It was just one black guy? That's right. Well, just, well what difference does it make when you're just making it up anyway? Might as well have been ten of them, you know. A whole gang. Poor Susan, man. Her, uh, her local uh, residents there, her fellow citizenry in South Carolina, they didn't want to be responsible for her death, so they let Susan live. And now she's having those exciting lesbian relationships behind bars that we're reading about in the tabloids. You have read about that? No. Oh, yeah. Some people go in behind bars and get good old-time religion. She's just having a good old time is what we're hearing. Oh, there's uh, Jose Jimenez Gonzalez, uh, your attorney general. Director Clark will now make a few remarks. 9,000 plus fugitives captured questions. nationwide operation. We don't want to get you illegal aliens nervous, but, aha, uh-huh, here we go. They're Thank coming. you, Mr. Attorney General. I also want to extend a thank to the deputies, special agents, 
troopers, police officers, county sheriffs, round them up, baby. Who made this operation All those successful? In this country, it is suspected that there are literally thousands of people wanted for some sort of sex crime. That's a startling number. But as part of the Attorney General's priority to protect our nation's children and others from sexual predators, we used Operation Falcon as a way to curb that number. Aren't they all Mexican? Just before we hit the streets, I told our law enforcement teams that whether you catch one sex offender or 100, they were going to make our children, their communities, and our country safer. In that end, we got more than 1,000 fugitives wanted on sexually related offenses, and I couldn't be more proud of the results. The cynic may look at this and think it's just a way to pat ourselves on the back for doing our jobs, but that would not do justice to what an amazing operation this was. Amazing. Don't you think it was amazing? I'm amazed. It, it, maybe I'm amazed, or maybe I'm amazed. Special Prosecutor Patrick Fitzgerald is said to be mulling perjury or obstructing justice charges, according to Thursday's L.A. Times, against... Carl Rove. Also, according to the Washington Post, Rove is said to be unsure if he'll be indicted and spent three hours before the grand jury yesterday. Rove, for the first time, partly waived his attorney-client privilege to detail conversations he had with his attorney, Robert Luskin, about the leak. As knowledge of it, a source told the Post, the Post says Rove's testimony focused almost exclusively on his conversation about Valerie Plame with Time Magazine reporter Matt Cooper in 2003 and whether the top aide later tried to conceal it, the source said. Rove testified, in essence, that it would have been a suicide mission to deliberately lie about his conversation with Cooper because he knew beforehand that it eventually would be revealed, the source said. Lawyers said yesterday that they expect a decision on Rove's fate soon. After several hours, Rove was photographed leaving the courthouse. It wasn't known whether he would return. Rove has been under scrutiny over whether he promptly disclosed to investigators in the grand jury conversations he had with journalists about CIA officer Valerie Plame, whose identity was leaked to the meeting in the summer of 2003. It is a crime to disclose the identity of a covert CIA agent. Special Prosecutor Fitzgerald is believed to be considering perjury or obstruction charges against Rove or charges that he offered misstatements to investigators. In other words, lied. Misstatements. Why can't they just say lied through his teeth to cover his ass? Why can't they just say like that, you know? Right. Misstatements. Well, I misspoke, uh, yeah. WQAM, hello. See, when you catch them off guard, they're just not prepared. You hear anybody there on line one? I doubt it. No, don't hear anybody. Good. That, that was excellent. When you least expect it, I might stick one or two calls in here this hour. If you got something really important for us, you better, you know, you better just be uh, hopping on it. How are we doing on that poll? We're going to make our 1,000 or what? If we don't, I'm going to blame it on Geldy. I'll tell you that right now. 942. We've got 36 minutes. Do the math. We need about uh, one and a half a minute. 942. It's still, I just refreshed it. And it's still 942. Now, if we would have put some great sportscaster on here, like uh, I'm trying to think of somebody. Did I leave anybody out? Uh, I don't know. Me. Huh? The first, the first, I think Joe Cullinane, was that his name? From uh, Channel 10. I think there, there were one or two guys before Weaver. Of course, he wasn't all that good. Atheist identified as America's most distrusted minority, according to a new University of Minnesota study. Oh, look, look at this all of a sudden now. WQAM, hello. Hey, Leo. WQAM, hello. They're like, uh, Neil. Yeah. This government, they keep lying, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they do their job and they lie about it. Well, you know, thanks. So well, we're used to that. We work in radio. Americans increasingly, I got a whole bunch of them ringing there, but I, I'll get to you or not. I, I, I got important stuff here, you know. Such you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Well, I, look, I, got, I want to get through my pile, okay? 
I've got my appointed rounds. The Lord called me this morning on the bat phone. Either that was Ned Beatty in the ITT boardroom and said, Look, dummy, you're on the radio and uh, you got to do your thing. I said, Oh, okay, do your duty. And I went in and I did. Americans' increasing acceptance of religious diversity does not extend to those who don't believe in a God. According to a national survey by researchers at the University of Minnesota's Department of Sociology, and by the way, to my neighbor across the street, get lost with that crap, okay? Now. Boy, she, I'm telling you, cut the crap, Cindy. From a telephone sampling of more than 2,000 households, university researchers found that Americans rate atheists below Muslims, recent immigrants, gays, and lesbians. What about gay atheists? Oh, wow. my God. How about gay Jewish atheists? Gays and lesbians and other minority groups ensuring their vision of American society. Atheists are also in the minority group. Most Americans are at least willing to allow their children to marry. Oh, gee, I guess I'm not going to marry marrying your children. Yeah. Even though atheists are few in number. Not, see, this, this is so such crap. Few in number, not formally organized, and relatively hard to publicly identify. They're seen as a threat to the American way of life by a large portion of the American public. Atheists, who account for about 3% of the U.S. population, offer a glaring exception to the rule of increasing social tolerance over the last 30 years. About 30, man. Says Penny Edgell, associate sociology professor and the study's lead researcher. She also argues that today's atheists play the role that Catholics, Jews, and communists have played in the past. They offer a symbolic moral boundary to membership in American society. It seems most Americans believe that diversity is fine as long as everyone shares a common core of values that makes them trustworthy. In America, that core has historically been religious, she said. Many of the study's respondents associate atheism with an array of moral indiscretions ranging from criminal behavior to rampant materialism and cultural elitism. Not to, not to mention being an old pervert troll, for example. This is Neil Rogers. What the hell's wrong with that? This is 562 AM. Sport Hole Radio 560 WQAM presents two broadcast dynamo, Kelby <laughs> and Wenny. I was a, a scout. Good thing I'm big and poor. How'd you get out of it? Well, they call it on the toy monitor. You can see it on there. Look, we're watching. That was me. That was me. Okay. <laughs> wow. You are big and strong. Yeah, but I'm bigger and stronger than you. I worked out like Jackie Wilson, baby. Well, I kick your ass, Marcy. You ain't got nothing on me, pal. Here. <laughs> oh, I thought Molly was bad. 961 votes. We need 39 votes in uh, 29 minutes, 27 minutes. Right, we can do it if you just get your uh, ass in gear. I kick your ass. That's right. So get on there. Hop on it. Here's a fact that says, please put uh, Jose no speaking English Pañeda, the Spanish voice of the heat on Cuba, in your pool. We're going to put that on there, Jose Pineda. I don't know how you're going to put the trill on there, because we don't have the yeah, trill on there. No, just leave it off, and you can uh, pretend it's there. Oh, Jose Pineda, because it's got a trill on this uh, fax here. It's pretty trilling. I never heard of him, did you? Being the big uh, Heat fan that you are. I wonder how he says in Espanol. Chuck. Oh, speaking of that, horrible story. Two white teenagers severely beaten, sodomized a 16-year-old Hispanic boy who they believed had tried to kiss a 12-year-old white girl at a party in Spring, Texas. 
And that good old Deep South, man. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you seriously, if I had a dollar for every redneck in, in uh, North America, I, I'd, I'd own it. I'd own the continent. It's scary. The attackers forced the boy out of a house party, beat the crap out of him, sodomized him with a metal pipe, shouting epithets associated with being Hispanic. Like, you filthy spick, stuff like that, said Lieutenant What's John Martin. What's with the sodomy? It's... You're the one that's always saying it. Uh, I know, I just... Uh... Well, there you go. It always comes back to the same spot. Rectum. That's right. Said Lieutenant John Martin with the Harris County Sheriff's Department in Spring, Texas. They then poured bleach over the boy, apparently trying to destroy DNA evidence, and left him for dead. He wasn't discovered until Sunday, a day after the attack. The victim, who wasn't identified, suffered severe internal injuries and remains in critical condition today. Keith Robert Turner said, did you see the pictures of these two slime balls? Just no, I was, seen it. haven't oh heard the stories Oh, my God. There. Even the guys up in the woods in, in uh, Deliverance would have uh, run away from these two. That's how scary they look. Keith Robert Turner, 17, and David Henry Tuck, that's with a T, 18, are charged with aggravated sexual assault, investigators said. Prosecutors are considering whether to attach hate crime charges, but unless the victim dies, the possible penalty would be the same. If the boy dies and it's ruled a hate crime, attackers could face the death penalty. Good. Fry their ass, man. Get the needle, Watson, quickly. The case has been turned over to the Homicide Division. Authorities said bonded 100 grand for Turner and $20,000 for Tuck. Spring is a middle-class, largely white suburb of 36,000 residents located about 10 miles north of the Houston city line. Oh, brother. It's old redneck heaven, man, where trailer trash runs the roost. In fact, look what we got for president. That, that, should, that should tell it all. Abu Gar there you go. Good old Texas boy. By way of Connecticut or wherever the hell that uh, clan is from. Look at that. More than 1,000 mumps cases suspected in Iowa. Let's spread a rumor that it's a terrorist thing. It's a terrorist thing. Oh, okay. And that they're also rounding up all the illegals today, especially the ones who've got mumps. If you have mumps or lumps, you're going to wind up in the dump. 965. We need 35 and 24 minutes. That should be uh, doable, I would think, huh? See, actually, when I, when I first came in this morning, I thought, nah, we're not going to get because I didn't put this on until like 1230 last night when I came back from my late plunge at Woodbine from fighting to try to get some of my money back, which I did there toward the ass end. It was okay. I found a good machine, man. In fact, if I, if I would have stayed there, but it was just too damn late. You know, I hate to do that. Never leave a good machine. Oh, look what somebody's faxing to us right now. Can't wait to send this to Something you. Something the story about Spring, Texas? Nine-month-old Delray boy dies after death, throws him in a canal. Oh, the one I just read a half an hour ago? Yeah. Thank you so much, but you're a little bit late. And by the way, President Washington's still looking for Ristola's wooden teeth. 965 votes. Come on, let, let's get on the stick here, man. You people are so... That would be another... Uh, on that poll we had yesterday, so many adjectives for South Florida and the people who are there. But brain dead, I guess, that, that covers this uh, whole deal, you know? Try to motivate South Florida. Like try, it's like trying to uh, have a party in a cemetery. Hey, everybody, let's go! It's like... Uh, uh, like that. XM Satellite Radio Holdings Incorporated reported a wider loss for its first quarter today. While revenue is more than doubled as the company continues its rush to sign up subscribers. In other words, they're signing up more people, but they're losing their ass. XM, the larger of the nation's two satellite radio providers, and I'm serious about that, lost $151 million or 60 cents a share in the three months. That's just in the first quarter, ended March 31, versus a loss of $122 million or 58 cents a share in the first quarter of last year. 
Revenues climbed to 208 million from 102.6 as the company's subscriber count swelled to 6.5 million, up 72 percent from 3.8 million the same time a year ago. In the most recent quarter, XM signed up 569,000 subscribers. So in other words, they're sending up more people, but they're losing a lot more money. XM and its smaller rival Sirius Satellite Radio are spending heavily to sign up subscribers and programming talent to their businesses, which offer dozens of channels of talk, news, and music for fees of about 13 bucks a month. <coughs> This week, XM announced the unusual agreement under which its shock jock team of Greg Opie Hughes and Anthony Cumia would appear on seven stations owned by CBS, which lost its own star Howard Stern to Sirius at the beginning of the year. Opie and Anthony, but a beep, but a boop, we know all about them and about St. Patrick's Cathedral, and we applaud them for that. <coughs> Even though well, well, William Donahue was very pissed off about it, but now he likes them. Yeah, apparently he, they uh, yeah, maybe they've converted. Maybe they've yeah. seen the blight. Maybe they made a nice donation to the Catholic Church. Probably. God only knows. Maybe they know where a lot of altar boys live. I have no idea. But all of a sudden, he sure turned it around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of those days, and you're the one that always has to tell me what the name of the... What was the name of the commission with the movies in the 30s? Hayes. The Hayes Commission. See, if I would just do word association and think of right. Dr. John Hayes... Or Purple. Or Purple Hayes, or Gabby Hayes, or Rutherford B. Hayes, our 19th president. Mm-hmm. Then I would remember the Hayes Commission. It's the same thing with the Catholic Church. It's just arbitrarily, as if this is in the Vatican or something, uh, says, oh, well, this, right. this is the way it's going to be. We're going to censor the movies, and we're going to censor what Opie and Anthony are going to do, and we're going to pass judgment. Who the hell cares what William Donahue thinks about it, you know? Right. I don't even care what Phil Donahue thinks. He's a lunatic. William Donahue? Yeah, but he likes to clench his teeth. Oh, yeah, that's he's always angry. He's always angry. In fact, he, he's probably one of the guys that voted on that. I hate period, you know, period, 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 dot, 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 dot. I hate dot. 974, we got 21 minutes and we need 26 votes. Boy, that, that should be real easy. <coughs> 976, 21 minutes and 24 votes. See, I'm a little, I'm a little bit afraid not, not to keep pumping this. Because if I, if I ease off, then it will get to like right to the precipice and then that'll be, and then Geldy will come on. 977, you see they're pouring in. Mm-hmm. I don't want just the mention of Geldy. As a matter of fact, if we don't get to the thousand, Geldy's on the rest of the week. This is Neil Rogers. From 10 to 4. This is 560 QAM. Absolutely. People want to make me go Talking about my immigration But I still got some lawns to mow Talking about my immigration Jobs I do, man, they're awfully hard Talking about my immigration Won't nobody ask for my green card Talking about my immigration My immigration My immigration is sick They want me to I guarantee you, we can play that for four hours and get an 80 share easy. Make no mistake. I kick your ass. Yeah. Call the I kick your ass segment. 993 votes. We need only seven more. Why, it's so close and yet so far. You can almost reach out and touch greatness. There's Mickey Chertoff on TV. Heck of a job, Mikey. Mickey, whatever you're a. 994, only six to go. If we can't do that in 14 minutes, we might as well uh, fold up our puppet and go home. 
In fact, let's just, because Hank got off early this morning because he couldn't hear us, so let's uh, just leave now. Hingham, Massachusetts. You know, I don't know why you let me talk to all those idiots today, because it, it, it ate up so much of my valuable time here. I got a really great article by Bob Herbert. Oh, I'm sorry. I won't do it again until tomorrow. Yeah, well, why'd you let me do that? Well, you're the one who likes the calls. That's that right. Josh? Especially uh, several times over from the same people. Josh says he likes the calls best if he has to screen them. Well, that's going to start next week. Bob Herbert stuck with Bush. No, Josh likes the part where he just pots it down. That's his, that's his new thing now. The fade. Yeah, just fade away. A retired Roman Catholic priest already waiting trial on child rape charges, facing new charges, molesting a mentally retarded person. Lovely. Anthony Lorano, 81, was arrested Tuesday at his Hull home, that's Hull, Massachusetts, on four counts of indecent assault and battery on a mentally retarded person who lived near him. The Plymouth District Attorney's Office is not releasing the person's age or gender, but the alleged assaults took place at various times over the past four years, spokeswoman Bridget Norton Middleton said. Lorano pleaded not guilty at his arraignment in Hingham District Court on Tuesday and was released on personal recognizance. He's free on bail after he was indicted a year ago on two counts of rape of a child, stemming from allegations that he assaulted an eight-year-old boy 15 years ago while pastor of St. Mary's Church in Plymouth, while a father. For your father. Prosecutors asked that Lorano's bail be revoked, that he be held, but the judge denied the request. Lorano retired in 1995, was placed on administrative leave, and was barred from performing any priestly duties since 2002, according to a statement from the Boston Archdiocese. He's scheduled to return to court on new charges May 24. He also faces a court hearing on the old charges sometime in May. How about real soon, like El Cinco de Mayo, in honor of uh, <clears throat> whatever that is? Jose Marti. Simon Boulevard. Bob yeah. uh, Boulevard. How is the Fernando Magellan doing, though? How's he doing what? How come we don't teach anybody about all those great explorers, huh? Well, they try. People don't listen. People don't pay attention. Now, that's the important stuff, man. Christopher Columbus, that great Jewish sailor. The CIA has operated more than 1,000 secret flights over EU territory in the past five years, some to transfer terror suspects in practice known as extraordinary rendition. What are, they come up with all these, you know, know, we got the roadmap, we got the quintet, we got rendition. An investigation by the European Parliament says the figure is significantly higher than previously thought. EU uh, parliamentarians who conducted the investigation conclude that incidents when terror suspects were handed over to U.S. agents did not appear to be isolated. They said the suspects were often transported around Europe on the same planes by agents whose names repeatedly came up in their investigation. They accused the CIA of kidnapping terror suspects, suspects, and said those responsible for monitoring air safety regulations revealed the unusual flight paths to and from European airports. The report's author, Italian MEP Claudio Fava, suggested some EU governments knew about the flights. How about Menage la Miseria, instead of saying Maron? We got into a okay. thing about that yesterday. Josh thought Maron was a bad... Uh, I mean, technically, uh, I don't know what it, it might mean, like, oh, crap, but at any rate. Yeah, I thought it was a color. No, that's in Spanish. It's brown. I'm surprised you knew that. No, None of the Spanish people around here knew that. What? No, I thought it was, I was making a joke. I was, like, maroon. No, maroon. Yeah, I know. No, I was making a bad joke. Maroon? Maroon. Menage la miseria. Ah, chipiquia. Wow. He suggested flight plans and air force logs made it hard to believe that many of the stopovers were refueling missions. The CIA has on several occasions clearly been responsible for kidnapping and illegally detaining alleged terrorists on the territory of EU member states, as well as for extraordinary renditions, said Mr. Fava, I love his beans, as member of the European Parliament's socialist group. Nice Chianti and some Fava beans. I don't, I, I, that's one of those movies, as much as I liked it, I've seen it about 400 times since then, you know, I, I, don't, I really don't need to see it again, 
I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yeah, it probably was really Grandma Boone. Oh, uh, uh, you know, Mark in Hallandale Beach, there's nothing worse than becoming, he's becoming almost as chronic on a fax machine as your other friend, Mark, who uh, we haven't heard from in a while, thank God. You know what I mean? Yeah, what do you mean? Didn't we start this morning? Well, let's end today. We started this morning with a fax from Mark. I forget what that was about. It was fine. And this one says, in response to the article you read this hour, stating that atheists are not to be trusted, a 1995 poll conducted by the U.S. Department of Justice revealed that 80 to 90% of U.S. inmates have a religious affiliation. Let the believers stick that in their pipe and smoke it. Says Mark, your heathen bug from Alabama. But you're okay in our book, Mark, but don't cut the crap. Senate panel calls for abolishing FEMA. I don't have time to get to that. Americans want third major political party. See, here's the funny part of it. Yeah. Many adults in the U.S. believe there should be a viable alternative to Republicans and Democrats, according to a poll by the Princeton Survey Research Associates for Pew Research Center for people in the press. Fifty-three percent of people believe there should be a third major political party, up three points since June of 2004. But, <clears throat> well, the problem is we've had other parties, but they suck, you know. Ralph Nader, that jackass, that egotist running as Reform Party candidate, in mm. 2004 got point thirty four, got a third of a point of all cast ballots. Yeah, and then there were the Whigs. Yeah, but Mo got rid of his. Do, 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 do. Michael and, of course, Dave Van Boring. Oh, my God, talk about a bad piece. Michael Badnerick of the Libertarian Party was fourth in the race with point thirty two percent followed by Michael Perutka of the Constitution Party with point eleven percent and David Cobb of the Green Party at point zero nine percent Nine hundredths, not even, not even a tenth of a, a percent, nine hundredths of a percent. So they're looking for an alternative, but they just they haven't found it yet. Maybe Wolf Blitzkrieg could do it. Call it the PP, the Pedantic Party. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. You get a lot of it.
much money I got to spend. Can't stand to look at that stage act again. Won't throw in the towel till I buy a vowel. Oh, Vanna, pick me a letter. Please, Vanna, pick me a letter. All right, I'm ready to pick, baby. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, K, K, L, M, O, P, Q, R, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. That's your cover, huh? All right, I'll take the sofa, the blender, the microwave, the refrigerator. Hey, man, five, what do you mean $500 for a black and white five-inch portable TV set? You got ripped off, man. My brother-in-law can get it for your wholesale. Give me the money and I'll buy the TV set, man, all right? Hey, man, come on, baby. Anna just turned 87, and uh, from the look on her face, man, it looks like a long time since she had a good vowel movement. Thousand nine votes. We made our thousand. Let's hear it for this audience, man. Oh! There you go. No extra charge for that. Thousand and nine. Aren't you excited? <laughs> Josh never thought we'd do it. I always think we're going to get a thousand. Well, just wait. Let, let, I'll tell you what. Let's not change the poll till about 9.55 tomorrow. Although, of course, everybody's going to be tuned in all around town tomorrow to find out if the crossover is as exciting as it was this morning. So anyway, Hank, and that, that was just... Uh, yeah, we'll see if we can arrange that again. Okay, let's work on it. South Florida's best play-by-play sportscaster of all time is, I hate this poll, 165. That's what I voted. Rick Weaver, 156. That's what I voted. Joe Angel, 113. A very respectable second. I hate sports, 111. Well, all I can say to you is... You fairy. And not only that, but... I think you ass. Right. <laughs> oh. Bill Zimfer, 72. Sonny Hurst, 68. Mo Howard David did 54. Luke Shabby, 46. Dave O'Brien, 43. Eric Reed, 29. Joe Zagaki, 27. I just hate the dot, 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 22. Everything. David Halberstam, 19. Geldy, 17. He's sitting by right now, as a matter of fact. Geldy's going to... Mark Vandermeer, 16. Jeff Reamer, 10. Anybody want to buy Reamer dinner? No. Uh, Judge McDonald, 8. Dave Van Horn, only 8. Not too good. Len Casper, 7. Jimmy Syphilis, 5. Christina Moron, 4. Dave Strader, 4. Mark, Mike Inglis, 1. And Rich Walsh, 1. You didn't put that Julio guy in there. Bye, bye, bye. 